0: This guy probably puts another leg press machine on his <laughs> he leg press
1: machine. Just starts stacking the 45s yeah, on top.
0: Stacking the machines on top. <laughs> He's just
1: like, ah. and he co- casually just picks it up, puts it on top, doesn't, <laughs> yeah, even, doesn't even ask for even help. Ask help or anything. draft is nonsense well first
0: well first actually sorry i I should say hello and introduce uh do you want just andrew yeah that works sure um we'll say chatting with friends even though alif is not here uh i'm filling in yeah andrew is here and uh, kind of a state of the league for the nhl i guess yeah just be Chatting about the NHL. NHL season just started. Um only a handful of games in, if that, not even. And four is four, maybe the yeah, most that any team's yeah, the played. Leafs, the Leafs have four out of six at this point. Uh or four in six days rather, sorry. Yeah. They've played. Um yeah, and that's pretty much it. So state of the league NHL, I guess. So go ahead. Sorry. Draft is brutal, you were saying?
1: I just think it's ridiculous. Like The whole concept of the draft to me seems to promote like mediocrity in the league because like everyone knows that, for example, the Ottawa Senators are going to be horrible this year and no one would admit it, but they're not going to try. Like the players will probably try because they're professional athletes and obviously that's what they get paid to do. But the front office is not going to do anything to make their team better because they're hoping that next June they're gonna get Alexis Lafreniere, and then they'll start from there. And I think that's like, you're gonna have to play 82 games and they're gonna put a horrible, horrible product out on the ice. So why reward teams being bad? If anything, it should be like a negative.
0: Yeah, it's um, like, I understand the aspect, like any pro sport, like, oh, the worst teams try to make it more fair, make it more even in the league. But then there's the this thing that, especially I feel like in recent times, it's been more noticeable, I guess, to an extent, the like tanking aspect.
1: Trust the process.
0: Yeah, where it's like, man, like you're not you're not trying to win. Like it's sure you're gonna go out there and play hockey and you'll win some hockey games or football, basketball, whatever, uh, baseball. But like you're not trying, and like you said, you're not bettering the team. It's literally come the trade deadline is a perfect example because they talk about who are buyers and who are sellers. And I understand it. If your season is going that way, but like there's teams that literally just basically from the trade deadline on are like, well, we, if we lose out, we're pretty much guaranteed it. Now the draft lottery, they've definitely helped.
1: Yeah. But but at the same
0: time, it's not overly great. Well, like,
1: it's like March first. It's a fire sale, and then for like three teams, and they're yeah. like, "Let's see how many games we can lose."
0: Literally, like, and then the draft lottery comes around, and it's like, well, f- four, two times in the last four years, is it, where New Jersey's jumped up, and like New
1: Jersey's jumped up. Edmonton got Edmonton, it like three in four years or something like that. There
0: was, it was just like two team, one team that wasn't uh bottom 10 team even i think dr- jumped up and then another team that whatever jumped like Dallas in the one year jumped up from like 8th to 3rd
1: yeah new jersey definitely jumped up or one year something to 3rd like quite a bit
0: yeah new jersey jumped up uh from 5th to 1st i think but that was the same thing that happened this year um oh who had uh new jersey had the first overall they were like 5th again yeah, they, or something like that. Like they, they didn't have the best odds. I don't think it was someone no, else.
1: No, it, it was Ottawa. Yeah, but their pick went to Colorado, which yeah. is that still the same this year too?
0: Um, I don't believe so. I think that this was the final one. They might still have a second out of it, but yeah, it was um, it was Colorado, and sucks for Colorado because technically they've had the best odds two years out of the last four, and they've dropped to the fourth pick. Both Imagine years. they
1: got Jack Hughes though. That'd be gross. Well,
0: the thing is, is that they don't need those guys, right? <laughs> no, like, that's fair. It works out for them because they don't need Jack Hughes. They don't need Nico Heischer. No, you he can get a more depth guy, Patrick. if anything. But they went uh, Kale McCarr and Byron Bowen. Bowen, right? Byron Bowen?
1: Yeah, that sounds right. Byron Bowen. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, both like D-men that have a lot of hype and a lot of talent. So it's like, oh, yeah, if anything is needed in Colorado – It's probably defense, right? Well, now that they
1: don't have Tyson Berry anymore. Although, I guess you could say they replaced him with Cal McCarr. Yeah, because
0: they took three years to get Kale to the league. He started in the playoffs. Same thing as Charlie McAvoy last year, uh, like the year earlier or whatever. Last year, they brought Kale in for the playoffs. Also, Colorado, like that trade was brilliant. (laughs) Like, are you serious getting rid of Duchenne for that? like? Traded him for so much when they mm-hmm. didn't need him. They, like, you don't need two number one centers. Nope. Right? And uh, certain teams, obviously, like, yeah, it's great. Edmonton has two number one centers. Pittsburgh has two number one centers. But, like, it, it handicaps you, right?
1: Well, I mean, look at the Leafs. They're paying for two number one centers. Yeah. And they can't pay for anybody else.
0: It's, yeah, It's it's going to be tough. Especially because, like... They're all right defense. It's not like your second line, like uh, Chicago. Technically speaking, on most teams, John T- Jonathan Taves is probably a second line, third line center, based on like his Certainly skill, now. his Certainly skill now. and the style that he played. Even like his best car- years, I think his highest career outing was like maybe eighty points. Like he's never helped have Kane on the second like, line. That's right. Like he's played with Kane and stuff, but. Half the time they don't even play together, right? Kane's that first line center, and then like they had like for a while there, I think Anisimov was playing their first line center with Kane on the wing, and then they just make sure that Taves was throwing him with him on the play uh, power play and stuff. But in certain times of the year, but like that's a guy that is getting paid first line money for different reasons, right? Leadership, captaincy, mm-hmm. everything like that. But uh, and what he brings to the team, but he's an overall amazing two-way forward, right? Uh,
1: Probably the best third-line player you could ever ask for.
0: Yeah, like, if he was going to be third-line anywhere, he'd be better than any guy in the league, right? But, like, currently, a very similar—I'd say two other very similar players, Patrice Bergeron and Andrzej Kopitar, I would take both of them over John Tays. Especially, Certainly Bergeron, for sure. Yeah, especially if it wasn't for, um, oh, Marlow signed with the Sharks. Good uh, for him. Yeah, seven hundred thousand. Hey, you're six point seven or whatever it was.
1: <laughs> They're debating if they should continue his Iron Man streak too. Yeah.
0: Oh, they should. That'd be amazing. Um, but yeah, like he taves, especially at this point. Those other two guys, I think, are just better overall two-way guys because uh, they can contribute more on the offensive side. Mm-hmm. Like, both of those guys, I legitimately would want as a first-line center. I'd be okay with.
1: Well, I don't think Taze has ever won. What's the? What's the? Selkie? Yeah, I don't think Taze has ever won a Selkie. I think he's been. I mean, it's the, hard when Bergeron's in no, the league. Like, it, no know. one else is going to win it. before
0: that, it, it was uh, Datsuk, right? Yeah. It was like, or was.
1: Oh, no, I maybe Datsuk go- won the Lady Bang a lot, too. Yeah, I did. think he won both a lot.
0: I think in the last, like, 10 years, there's been, like, three, maybe four Selkie winners, which is, like, it's ridiculous.
1: Well, it's kind of like the, um, uh, I guess, the heart to some extent. I mean, you have McDavid, you have Crosby. Oh, yeah. You had like, Carey Price thrown in there one year because he just went supernova, like, yeah. But, you know, it's it's usually two, maybe three guys every year. It's not like the Jennings or um, Lady Bing where it's like, who knows? Could be yeah. anybody.
0: especially those, like, you can't uh, – oh, Ryan O'Reilly won it last year, but the Selkie. But, yeah, like, you can't really know with certain or- – yeah, Patrice Bergeron is tied for the most wins with uh, Bob Gainey, with four. And I think – his four wins have come in like the last
1: very recently
0: eight years yeah 2011 2012 was his first one but like look at since 2009 yeah it it was that's won three years in a row 2007 to 2010 um then kessler won bergeron won caves won once okay in the uh i think that was the lockout year the, the short same, one, yeah, the short one that they also won the cup that year, mm. and then Bergeron won, Bergeron won, Kopitar, Bergeron, Kopitar, and then O'Reilly. So it's, it's a like,
1: weird one, Ryan O'Reilly.
0: Yeah, well, he was last year. He was great, right? Oh yeah. St. Louis, so
1: well, you start winning again on a good team, and like it changes <laughs> how you play. That's
0: the thing. Like if you look at all of these guys, all these teams, and the winners, they even though. They may not have won the cup or anything. I think two of, three of them have won the cup the same year that they won this. I think Taves in, oh, Datsuk technically, if you're including the pre twenty ten, won it in oh seven oh eight. Is that when they won the cup?
1: No eight oh 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 yeah, because they won it oh eight. 08 Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh was the next 08, year because it was the replay yeah. of the finals.
0: Um, so Datsuk won it his first time. Rod Brindamore was before that. So if you go from the first 20, uh, 2004 2005 lockout, Brindamore won the year that he won two years in a row, and then Datsuk won three in a row. So Brindamore won the year that Carolina won the cup. Datsuk won the year that Detroit won the cup. Kessler won the year that they made the finals, I believe. What year was that? Oh, 09 10 or was that 10 11?
1: For Vancouver? Vancouver. It would have been 2011.
0: Yeah. 2009, or 2010, 2011 year. Yeah, so Kessler won it the year they made the finals.
1: And realistically, they should have won that cup. They just imploded at the end.
0: Yeah. Uh, Bergeron won it the next year, uh, 2011-12. Taves won it the lockout year, 2012-2013. Then Bergeron won it two years in a row, which they would have won the cup in one of those years, I think, didn't they? No,
1: Boston... Won it in 2011. That was the oh, last that, time. Oh,
0: they just made it another time. Right? I want to
1: say that was the last time, like, an original six team has won, too. Uh,
0: no, Chicago won. Oh,
1: 2013. You're right.
0: That lockout year. Didn't they win after that, Chicago? They won in 2015? Like uh, Chicago was,
1: or? yeah. Because it was, like, they won the year befo- 2010. Then they were 2013. Then... 2015, yeah. So because LA was like in between their two, and lands. then LA
0: won one other year as well, right? No, they only have the they two. Have, it was like yeah, 2014 was and yeah,
1: yeah. Tw- or 2012 and 2014.
0: Oh, is that their two years that they won? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so then Andre won. So realistically, what I'm saying is, if you're if a player on your team wins the Selkie, there's a good chance you might win the Cup that year, or it's the aspect of. There might be better two-way players in the league at that time, but if you're not a successful team in the league, if you're not making the finals, winning the cup, or at least being a contender for the cup, mm-hmm. look at these teams, right? Vancouver back in 2010, 2011 made the finals, then Boston, Chicago, Boston, L.A., and then I don't know what L.A. Fin- I think, did L.A. make the playoffs not last year, but the year prior?
1: I don't think so. They won the cup in 2014, might and then the I think they went downhill real fast.
0: Yeah, that might have been the only player that hasn't. Well, they won uh, 2017, 2018. They won 45 games. Oh yeah, they finished uh, fourth in the Pacific, lost in the first round, four nothing to Vegas. Yeah, so they made the fun uh, like the cup or the playoffs at least, right? So that was uh, Kopachar. So basically, like you have to be a playoff team. Yeah, which like I agree with. It's the with same thing with the heart, of, though. I I I think it's a little bit different than the heart because the heart is like the most valuable player.
1: Right, but how can you be the most valuable player? Like, sure, Conor McDavid's probably gonna win the scoring title again. Which, but- yeah. I If think Edmonton doesn't make the playoffs, he could be obviously their most valuable player because if he wasn't there, they'd be garbage. Yeah,
0: no, I'm agreeing with you in that sense Like that I think the heart should be that way. If you don't make the playoffs, you shouldn't win the heart. Like, I don't even think you yeah. should be... If you don't win, make the playoffs, I don't care if McDavid puts up 200 points. <laughs> if they don't make the playoffs, he should not even be nominated for the heart. Yeah. But, hands down, definitely going to win the... Uh, they changed it, not the Lester B. Pearson anymore, right? It's the... Is it still the Lester B. Pearson?
1: The scoring one, I think so. There's Ted Lindsay. There's the Hart Memorial. Those are both the MVPs.
0: Maybe it's the Ted Lindsay. Then I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, they changed the Lester B. Pearson to the Ted Lindsay, which is the most outstanding player.
1: Which is voted by the NHLPA. Which is,
0: so, like, the most outstanding player, yes. But everyone confuses most outstanding with most valuable, and I'm yeah. like, oh, there's a big difference because a guy can put up 200 points, say something absurd right like if kucherov put up 124 points or whatever it was last year but they didn't make the playoffs give them the ted Lindsay for sure no doubt in my mind
1: oh yeah that'd be i mean it would be amazing if they didn't make the playoffs honestly it amazes me that edmonton doesn't make the playoffs with mcdavid
0: just on the back of mcdavid like yeah. you'd
1: think they'd win enough games especially with dry now too who yeah. suddenly is a 50 goal scorer? 50
0: goal scorer. Like you'd think they'd
1: guy. win them enough games he had, to be he over a
0: hundred. last year.
1: I don't think so. I want to say he was like 50 and like maybe 30. 35 <laughs> yeah. or 40. It yeah, would have been close. but think... um.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't get it, but it's uh, I don't know, it's. Again, this goes into the aspect. Who do you think the best player in the world is right now?
1: Best player in the world? Yeah. I would say probably... Overall game. I would say it's pretty close between McDavid and maybe Kutrov and maybe Crosby, but he's older now, so...
0: Crosby still put up like 100 points last year. Yeah,
1: I know, but he's just not... I don't think he's as dynamic as he used to be. Like watching... So I was watching a bit of the Oilers game last night, and I mean, to be fair, McDavid didn't play that well but still it's like anytime he touches the puck you're like what's gonna happen like he just explodes up the ice he you know deeks a bunch of players I think Crosby uh fundamentally probably the best player that's what I so that's but, what I
0: always come down to is like overall skill to their game and every aspect of their game what they can do better than the others and this is I feel like Crosby's always been this way He's never really been the best at anything other than potentially balance and edge work. Uh, yeah, it's Crazy. absurd. But he's always like, anytime throughout his entire career in the NHL, it's like, oh, if, if you had to name the top ten goal scorers, I'd probably throw Crosby in there. He might be lower t- toward the ten, especially early in his career. But then later, he, he started being like, all of a sudden a goal scorer and I was like okay Uh, and then if you're like top 10 playmakers he's top 5 easy oh easily yeah top 10 two way like two way forwards he's top 5 if not the best like he's up there top 10 anything anything to their game he's top 10 and I'm like that's what averages him out whereas like best skater in the world with the puck on their stick Connor McDavid no doubt
1: oh easily I've heard, like, biomechanics guys talk about him, and they're like, he is perfect when he skates. Yeah. There's nothing that they look he's and be like, oh, he can, he can improve on this. They're like, no, he's, he's yeah. the best skater I've ever seen in my life.
0: Well, McDavid reminds me more of, like, because of his size compared to Crosby, uh, more of, like, a kind of Yager or Lemieux, right, caliber guy where it's like yeah, he uses his size so well and then on top of that, you add in how quick he is, and but like, he doesn't have the same strength and balance as Crosby, which like he'll he'll get. He's still really good. Like I hope
1: so. If he like got a little bit stronger, yeah, I would say he'd be yeah. a lot more like Lemieux and just body people around oh the net and God. be like, "I'm scoring, and it you're doing nothing about it."
0: Like we might legitimately see, a, probably not a 200 point season, but like no, that'd be hard. He would eclipse 130. I'd say. I would think so. If he just... I, I would love to see it. One if year he, where he's just like, I'm going to make this league my bitch. Like, that's it. I'm just going to destroy this league.
1: I think if he was on any other team with more than one other person to play with... so Granted, he has James Neal now, so this year should be interesting he based Neal on... four goals last year. Exactly. Now, three of them I think were on the power play, but, but still.
0: on the power play with David and yeah. David. so... Yeah, it
1: could it could get interesting. Well,
0: because Neal's always had that scoring touch, right? Except and for last year. <laughs> yeah, he he scored when he was in Pittsburgh. He scored when he was in Dallas. He uh, did not score great when he was in Calgary, but he but he was on like Malkin's line in uh, Pittsburgh, right? For most of it, I don't if yeah. he played with Crosby. This is the one argument too with Crosby versus McDavid that I'm always like still in the aspect of. At this point, who I think is a better player and everything is like, still to this point, Crosby doesn't need. Everyone's argument is always, oh, if McDavid had anyone on his team. But I'm like, Crosby's never needed guys.
1: I don't think McDavid needs anyone either. Like his first couple years when Drysaddle was still kind of like, meh, he was still getting like 100 points. Yeah, speaking of,
0: Drysaddle put up 105 last year, 50 and 55.
1: Nice, good for him. Like, but that's the same thing. Imagine if you put Crosby with, I don't know, like Marner on his wing. Oh, yeah, or something like it would, would be gross.
0: Well, the one thing I saw was I think it was last year, or the year out, uh, prior after the season, because Ty Ratty had been playing with McDavid a little bit. Um, and Ratty was quoted saying, "It doesn't matter who you put with him. if you put my dad with him, he would still put up 100 points." Yeah. And I was like, that's a perfect example. And a lot of people are like, oh, that's crazy. Like taking it from a good side. But I'm like, there's something to be said about putting up 100 points no matter who's on your line versus creating, like making those guys on your line 70, 80 point guys, even though they're really 50 point guys. Well, the thing <clears> that I always come back which is to is Crosby. Crosby's always done that. Yeah. Just like make guys that are 50 point guys, third line guys, into legitimate. Adequate
1: first line. Guys. Well, Chris Kunitz is the perfect example. Like, I always come back to him when people cool, are like medalist. Yeah, he's only on that Olympic team because he played with Crosby and a couple games into the tournament Mike ba- Mike Babcock was like, oh, you're actually not that good <laughs> and He got dropped to like the fourth line. That's not really a fair comparison because I don't think There's been any International competition since McDavid's been in the league where the NHL players go uh, excluding world championships McDavid? Well, he did the North America. Yeah. So I wouldn't count that as the same. It was like a young like super um, team. Yeah, that's, they just put all the young superstars together.
0: McKinnon was gross that tournament. Yeah. Because so that was I think I feel like that tournament kicked off like McKinnon's next step. McKinnon is nasty. I yeah. would I would include him up in that top like four. I think the top four players in the wor- world right now Yeah, I would definitely offensively put McKinnon speaking there. at least are definitely McDavid, Kucherov, Crosby, McKinnon.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think. I don't know. I would still, almost argue Ovechkin, but. Oh no! I, I think, think he's, he's more of like a post up and score goals guy now rather than, yeah. like he used to be able to just go in and body people and be like, I'm you gonna still score. Can, to an extent, oh, he like still definitely so can. But We're talking
0: about it at work. Dave was talking about it. Na- try to name me one player in the league that is shorter than Ovechkin at 6'3", but heavier. Or at least 6'3", and heavier. Ovi's like 235, 236.
1: I don't think anybody.
0: There's one guy that we found. We did a lot of research on it.
1: I feel like that player must be like a goon, though. Like, just stone hands.
0: It's a D that used to play for the Leafs that's just a physical dude. And now he's in Dallas. I believe he's in Dallas now.
1: I honestly have no idea.
0: Roman Polak was the only guy that we saw.
1: He's only 6'3. 6'2. No way. As, far as uh, Dude, He looks listed. like a monster yeah. out there.
0: As far as he was listed, 6'2, 240 or something like I that. I must mean
1: he's less than 6'2 because they're usually pretty generous with height. Yeah. Like they'll be like, oh, this guy's like 6'7. No, he's not. Like, Did you see
0: all the NBA stuff that's been coming out the last, like, week or two? No. Because the NBA this year has been, like, we want specific measurements of height for your players. And I don't know how much of them are accurate and for sure yet and confirmed. Uh, but a bunch of them have been, like, dropped down a bunch. The, or there was one guys that was went up, and it was Kevin Durant's. Because he's always been listed shorter than he actually yeah, is. Yeah, I
1: was going to say, he's, like... I read a thing, and he was like, oh, yeah, I always tell people I'm seven feet, but on my NBA thing, I'm listed at, like, 6'9". Yeah. I was like, okay, well, you're probably somewhere in between. You don't look seven feet. Yeah. Like, you're not a monster. But there's guys
0: but. that are in the league that are listed at seven feet. And they're if definitely If you see them beside him, they're, they're the same height. Yeah. And you're like, all right, either he's seven foot or one of y'all is lying, or he- you're lying. And then all these things have come out where most guys have dropped down, like, if they said – seven foot it's 611 or 611 it's 610 uh his was 6 9 to 610 there were a few that was like there was one this is the one that like i'm not sure because the guy marvin bagley in uh sacramento was listed at 611 and dropped down to 6 8 but then he was like i haven't even been measured yet like he like was quoted saying that because he saw it circulating so i'm like I don't know how accurate that is uh draymond green was listed as six seven went down to six five i was gonna
1: say there's no way he's six seven yeah like he's not that tall
0: no but he's like a ve- he's already an undersized power forward and if he's only six five it's like it completely changes the mental but he's state so strong the, though i know changes the mental state of the game if you're seeing a power forward at six five because six five is like that's a tall point guard or, six five is like an, an inch taller than me yeah
1: so like that's not that tall no like i would say that's almost but if you add average
0: if you add almost 100 pounds yeah it's like of sheer muscle yeah
1: <laughs> i could physically impose my will in every situation <laughs> <Anything
0: you want. laughs> it's insane just walk in uh, a room and then add, add in your place. athletics of like being able to jump and everything yeah that high and just get that aspect it would be absurd um, But yeah, like it's it's happened a lot with all these guys where it's like oh I'm actually six foot actually five eleven stuff like that. People but like to NHL round up. Is, yeah, the NHL is like that too. Like everything, right? Um, Even the weight. I don't even know if the weight's necessarily accurate. Uh, I feel like the weight that you probably for most guys go up a little bit. They list the same as the height. Like they list them. A Make little it bigger. more scary.
1: Which yeah. I don't I mean, I guess you're wearing equipment, but at the same time, if you look at someone and it, on their listing, it's like oh this guy's six three. And you go and stand beside him. You're immediately like, "No mm. chance, bud." What are you talking yeah. about?
0: No, it's it's for the fandom. Like, of unless it,
1: right? you're Nathan Gerby, then I think you know you can tell when people aren't fucking giants. Yeah,
0: I think it's for the fandom of it in the aspect of for you or I watching. We don't. Okay, this is a little different because especially for us because you're six four and I'm five nine, uh, five eight and five eight. But seven. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but no, like. Uh, like I like to see the Matsukarellos, the Nathan Gerbys, stuff like that do well. I like to see smaller guys do well, even Crosby. I'm like he's listed at five eleven. I'm like under six foot. He's my guy, right? Whereas like
1: I would say even five eleven is generous for him.
0: Yeah, he's probably really like five ten, but um, which is even scary if you really think about it. Like he's like five ten, five eleven, and he's that physically strong.
1: He's just a brick house he, like he's got to be 200 pounds of just muscle and whatever
0: at about two but i'm like yeah he's he's just i always joke and say his legs are terrifying uh and just be, he's got running back legs essentially
1: well, yeah you ever see the in the olympics the indoor cycling guys yeah their quads are like Massive. I don't know, two of my legs. And that's like Crosby's almost yeah. there.
0: I was joking, say, like, I'm pretty sure he could legitimately squat a metric ton. Which, like, I is a joke. But also, if someone was like, no, he, he actually does. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, if he would have walked up and squatted a car, I wouldn't be shocked.
1: It's not unrealistic. Like, if you walk in the gym and he's got, like, four, five, six plates on either side, and he's just yeah. squatting, you're like, yeah, that seems reasonable. Yeah. No big like, deal.
0: This guy probably puts another... Leg press machine on his <laughs> leg press
1: machine. <laughs> he just starts stacking the 45s yeah, on just top.
0: Stacking the machines on top. <laughs> He's just like.
1: Uh, and he co- casually just picks it up, puts <laughs> it on top, doesn't yeah, even he doesn't ask even for help.
0: help or anything. No tools. He just picks it up and drops <laughs> it on. Um, But yeah, like, it's crazy some of these guys how strong they are. But that's the thing. As a fan, we want to see these pro athletes as otherworldly species, essentially. Like, we don't want to see guys that are. like. Sure, it's fun seeing Phil Kessel, where you're like, ah, <laughs> this, guy, this guy goes fishing in the off season, and that's all he does, right? Like, he just eats hot dogs, drinks beer, and fishes.
1: Keeps the dream alive and for you're like, Joe yeah, Blow.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm like, when you see a Phil Kessel, you're like, it's attainable. Like I could play I'm, in the league. I, I could score 30 goals, goals for sure. Yeah, I could be a 40-goal scorer. I could be <laughs> – but, like, that dude's wild because with how he looks, he skates how he shouldn't – With how he looks, if that makes sense, right?
1: Dude was on a silver medal Olympic winning team, and I don't think he works out ever.
0: I don't know if he's ever worked out in his life. Like, he just goes to the rink,
1: skates, and snipes. Yeah. Like, imagine if he had any physical discipline. He'd probably be unbelievable.
0: Yeah. I know. It's because even with all of that extra weight and everything, he skates. hes I would say he's one of the quickest like two top line. Speed yeah. yeah straight line skaters in underrated for sure because it's Phil. Everyone's like I'll feel the thrill right
1: oh when he was younger like even back on the Leafs and then maybe the first couple years in Pittsburgh I would say he was up there with Dylan Larkin in terms of just like straightaway speed
0: I was watching that Arizona game last week And I just saw uh, it was like close game I think they were down by one and they started putting pressure on right and I saw like breaking out through the neutral zone He got it at his blue line and just his ability to get through the neutral zone so quick i'm just like this guy is 200 pounds of hot dogs and sausage <laughs> yeah. and he like it makes me feel like when we go out to shinny and there's just so much open space yeah and then we're playing against older guys and i could just take off and go coast to coast and stuff and i'm like i shouldn't be with how i am shaped i shouldn't be able this to do be this happening. <laughs> yeah. But then I'm like, this must be how Phil feels. He's just like, God, uh, I don't know how much longer this is going to (laughs) last. Like,
1: imagine, especially now that he's got two cups. Like, I'm sure he's just out there for fun. Oh, yeah. And he's like, let's not joke around. I know what kind of physical shape I am, and I'm blowing by you guys. Like, what are you doing with your life? Like, figure it out.
0: I feel like he's going to have to pick up golfing a lot more in Arizona as opposed to, I don't know how great fishing is in Arizona. but
1: (laughs) No lakes? Yeah. So that dude is going to mail it in. Yeah,
0: he's he's good. I, I love that guy though. Like got way too much heat in Toronto, but anyone does. Well, yeah, he's literally more, anyone gets way too much heat in Toronto.
1: He's really good, but he's not a team-carrying superstar. He's no. never going to put a team on his back. He's not, you know, your top 5 players in the league.
0: You know it's wild though. Those couple years when Joffrey Lupul was going off and he was there, he and Joffrey Lupul were top 10 scorers in the league. On like when you averaged it out.
1: Well, yeah, for, they both like, had over three a,
0: seasons in a row.
1: They had like over 75 like points a season each, yeah. didn't they? At least that. Phil
0: scored like 40 twice, I think, or something crazy. Like he was, a top, he was a top seven scorer overall points and a top five goal scorer in the league in like a three-year span or five-year span or something like crazy. On a
1: horrible, on a horrible, horrible team. team. Like there was nothing good about that team. But again, I mean that comes back to like I don't know, having rewarding people with with being bad. Like I think if you I don't know, if you look at let's say the the English soccer league for example, when a team comes last, they drop down a league and now they're playing in a lower division. If you made that the case, you might potentially get some of these guys who are really good, uh but not trying their hardest to, you know, there's going to be People pushing them to do better because imagine if, for example, you had like the NHL and then the AHL below it, and the last place team dropped down to the AHL, and the top team in the AHL came up, and then you yeah. do that all the way down the system. Imagine if the Leafs are in like second or third last, the owners are going to be like, oh, "You guys yeah. better figure this out because we're not playing in the AHL." Yeah, like- you're
0: not trading away even if, Phil, like, even if a uh, guy like Tyson Berry's a free agent this year, and you're doing terrible. They're not trading away Tyson Berry. If anything, they're trading for something. Yeah. Because they're like, we got, we got to win some games. And if we trade away Tyson Berry, who's a legitimate top four defender in the league type thing, like a top four D on their team, whatnot, like probably next best behind uh, Riley. It's yeah, like, like a
1: second pairing guy.
0: Unless you're getting someone even better as part of the deal. Then it's like yeah, no, we need to figure this out because like you said, imagine being an original six team going down. A franchise the level of the Maple Leafs.
1: Wait, it just down.: It would be ridiculous. Like that's why I'm kind of like that's why I don't really like the salary cap, because it keeps everybody mediocre. That's why I don't like the draft because it keeps most of the teams mediocre. Like the salary cap, for example, uh, in 2004 that was the last season before the lockout yeah. Tampa um yager and forsberg were the highest paid players in the league they were both making 12 million dollars a year that hasn't changed mcdavid almost 20 years later now is making 12 million dollars a year as the highest paid player in the league yeah and there was a huge dip afterwards like why that's so ridiculous like and i think if you did this thing where you could teams would drop down and you just let them spend like things would balance out. Yeah. Like you just sure there'd be you'd have New York, Montreal, Toronto, L.A. Maybe as just I don't know making it rain on players. Yeah,
0: Boston probably. But like brings okay, a fair like it money. would it would Philly balance maybe, out uh, in the aspect of just like name brand of team.
1: Yeah, I think you like, have to- literally
0: even then, it's because like you could argue Chicago, but then like Chicago was brutal for money at one point right after the lockout. Right, they were bringing oh they were money. well they were
1: horrible from I don't know probably the last time they and won Tony the cup. Tony Monty was great. <laughs> yeah, they were them and the Leafs in the eighties were just like embarrassing. Yeah, it was a why why pay to go.
0: And the Leafs were good in the nineties and uh, they were really good in the early two thousands.
1: Well, that's the other thing with the lockout, too, is the Leafs had this great team. um, And if it hadn't locked out, potentially they could go on a deep playoff run.
0: Well, the year 04. Their team was stacked. Their team was so nasty. Now, it was a lot and of I older was, guys.
1: Like, they had Brian Leach at the end, Joe Noondike at the end. Yeah, Gary Roberts. You had Gary Roberts, South, Sundin. Uh, McGillney. McGillney, I think Brian McCabe, Thomas yeah. like, like
0: Which, like, those two were a little younger still.
1: Yeah, they were still good. Sundine was still fairly young. Like, they were young. probably
0: 30 even. About. Yeah, Sundin was in his, like, well, 30s, I think. Well, he was
1: 1989 he got drafted? Or was it 1990. I know he's like the first European player to ever go number one overall. Something really? like that. I think Jeez. so. That's
0: wild.
1: Well, I mean To the Nordiques. Again, look, he played on a mediocre team and was still considered one of the best yeah. players in the league.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that dude does not get enough uh recognition and credit.
1: Yeah, he was awesome.
0: Yeah. He um he was gross. But like that's I agree in the aspect like It would be interesting to see. I understand the aspect of parody and being like, let's make it even and let's balance out the league. It's more competitive. But at the same time, there's a thing to be said about look at Vegas. Realistically the way that the expansion draft works is not very fair.
1: Oh, they game that system so hard. Like they figured it they obviously did research based on like the previous expansion drafts for like Minnesota, Columbus. And we're like, let's not do that. Yeah. We're not going to be horrible for 10 years.
0: Well, they took a lot of young, up-and-coming guys. They took a lot of guys that like were just solid guys, right? Yeah. That might have been undervalued and everything. Uh, then they took a couple guys that were like, okay, these are the, like James, pretty good James players. Neal, James Neal scored it. It helps
1: when Pittsburgh doesn't protect like a number six, seven goalie in the league. Obviously, like it it
0: helps, and he's only been like his best years of his career have been in Vegas.
1: Yeah, I think I would say the year they won the cup, he was really good. Oh nine, he Um, was
0: always underperforming for what I thought he could do. I thought he always got overhyped. I thought the best he ever played in Pittsburgh was the year that uh, that span when Crosby was hurt and Malkin also went down for a little bit. Yeah. At the same time, I was like, okay, like, let's see how good you really are, Flurry." And then he lights out.
1: Well, he always played on really good teams. Like, I think even in junior, his team was pretty good. Yeah. He is part of that 03 draft, and then they had the lockout. So all of his world junior teams were, like, I don't think there'll ever be a better world junior team than, like, 05 and 04, and even 03 to, like... Like, they were just, that three years were crazy. It was yeah, just it's, dumb.
0: It's, I think, the last years of, uh, for Canada, they had legitimate goaltending. Because even when Carter Hart was there in World Juniors, he wasn't quite performing the same. Like, pretty much every single World Juniors now, I fully expect it to be a two goalie system. And not because both goalies are incredible. Yeah. More so like a, well, well we you got We have no idea who's gonna. Yeah, who's gonna show hand, up in this right? game? Like, we yeah. have no idea, so we're just chancing it. Even if Carter Hart's the huge name, the prospect, the big name, like next good goalie in the NHL, they're still like, yeah, he just he didn't play as well as what he was hyped up, right?
1: Well, what was the year that Justin Pogie played? Because I would say he was probably the last like he did play superstar well. that was like '06, goalie. I think,
0: or something. He did play pretty well. That was, I, that was like 06, 07 or something like that.
1: Yeah, and then he just didn't develop.
0: But like even like when they've won, like Dustin Tekarski split time with was it Martin Jones or
1: I think Martin Jones is younger. Martin Jones
0: is younger, yeah, it was later. Dustin, who the hell did Dustin Tekarsky split time with? Whoever it was, they split time and it was like guys that just were okay. Yeah. Like is Dustin Takarski even in the league? Are half of Canada's goalies even in the league?
1: I don't think so.
0: Maybe play in the A? Maybe?
1: The problem with, like, I would say um, Fukali played pretty well. I don't Fucalli. think... And where's he? They in didn't the win ECHL? that year. <laughs> like, yeah, he is in the ECHL, actually. But, like, I mean, that's, that's a hard position, though. It is. Because there's and 64 jobs.
0: A, and I know it takes a lot of development. For instance, even the best in the world, Carey Price. Took a few years, right? Played, another, played a year in the A. right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Won the Calder, came up, took a few years of battling with Halak, and then finally broke out. Even when they traded Halak, I don't think it was quite right away that he had that.
1: No, and I mean, there was yeah. times when people were like, oh, they should have kept Halak. Yeah. And that would have been. And then he
0: had his heart year, and it was like, ah. Well, it
1: was like, it was like a year or two <laughs> after that when they started like consistently making the playoffs in good positions rather than. Squeaking in at eighth and winning, what two rounds in seven games because Halak just like willed them through basically. Oh my god,
0: he was. They he was so wildly good in the playoffs those years when they were like split between the two, which I fully understand why he still is so good.
1: He's yeah, he's I would say he's still underrated. Andrew
0: and I were talking about it last night because he's a other Andrew for listeners. He's a Boston fan, and I was like, I'm pretty sure Lack's the best backup in the league. Yeah? Yeah, he's the most... He went, like... He played 40 games last year, which I didn't realize. I think a lot of them... I think... uh, Was Rask Rask hurt hurt for a bit last year? But he went 22-11 and something, like...
1: I mean, it definitely helps being on a good team, but yeah, he is... Obviously. But his... his Awesome.
0: His save percentage was, like, 942. Yeah, he's really good. Something wild, like...
1: And then you have maybe teams like Edmonton, you have, like, really high. nobody. But,
0: like, yeah, exactly. Like, you'd think you – Mike Smith, think, though. I do like Mike Smith.
1: Yeah, he hopefully works out for it's him, just, I guess.
0: You can never know when a guy's going to hit their peak and hit that, like, downslope, yeah, right? Yeah, you would think And Mike Smith's, like, 36 years old.
1: Well, I mean, age is nothing for goalies. Look at Tim Thomas. He showed up at, what, 28? Almost 30, maybe? Right. I think he was older than that.
0: Tim Thomas was, like, 36 the year they won the cup. Yeah. He was wildly old.
1: Yeah, and he just, like, played in Europe for a couple of years, and Boston was like, well, let's see what happens. Because I you guess can, Rask wasn't developing as quickly as they thought. Like,
0: remember Fast the one year? Victor Fast yeah. a couple years ago? I think in Edmonton, right? Mm-hmm. Played pretty well. And I was like, who the hell is this guy? Who's this young guy? Look at him, and it's, like, 30 years old. I was like, what the hell? Koskinen last year plays pretty well.
1: Yeah, he's well, old too, isn't guy. he? He's like
0: 30 years old. I'm like, who are these thirty year old rookies that are bringing <laughs> yeah. in? Like, are these the only guys they can afford? Because I threw twelve million at, <laughs> at McDavid. Yeah, that's and eight at, yo, dry settle at eight is a vicious steal now. Like with now the signings that have been coming.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think people it was were like
0: so like ah, oh, it shouldn't have been eight, whatever. At eight now? After a 105-point season and 50 goals.
1: Well, like, there's going to be... Yeah. I hope the cap goes up a lot. The broadcast deal in Canada, at least, I'm sure, is coming up. And I would imagine that TSN is going to go hard for more share than they got this year. Because they got screwed TSN with the last gets, one. TSN
0: barely has any games, right? Like, yeah. It's, yeah. Like, they're going to
1: want so many more games. And, I don't know. I think, or Sportsnet's just going to pay so much money. Yeah. Like, it's going to get silly. Which, again, will hopefully increase the cap. Well, but
0: Does anyone own, like, who owns more so just what I'm trying to say? Does an American company own Sportsnet or TSN?
1: No, they're both Bell, TSN's Bell Media and Sportsnet's Rogers. Mm-hmm. The Rogers family is Canadian.
0: I'm just trying to think of, like, if it's someone with, like, crazy money would own them?
1: I don't think so. I mean, TSN's affiliated with ESPN, as far as I'm aware. Like, TSN will carry a lot of ESPN stuff.
0: Because all of those, yeah, all of those will have, like, America just will have more money for those things. Yeah. They care more about it, I think. Um,
1: But they're not going to, like, I would say 80% of the U.S., Hockey's the third oh, yeah, to yeah. the fifth sport.
0: Some some places, the city that the team is in doesn't know that there's a team.
1: Well, Atlanta, before they moved back to Winnipeg, or not back, but to Winnipeg, people in Atlanta had no idea what the Thrashers were. Yeah. They cared about basketball, baseball. Yeah. And obviously football. Yeah. The Falcons were obviously the most popular oh, especially
0: team. Especially, like, Mike Vick at the time and yeah. everything. Yeah. And, like... Yeah, the Braves, Chipper, my guy. Uh, oh, Chipper
1: Jones. With the exception of, of maybe Boston and certainly Minnesota for sure.
0: Obviously, yeah. I think I think the big – But like, like other than that, New nobody York cares. And LA, I think New York and L.A. to an extent just based on the stardom of it.
1: Well, and also they have such huge populations that there's got to be some people who are interested yeah. in hockey.
0: Yeah, and like the stardom helps, right? Because you see even if you're in L.A. and you don't know that there's the Kings there, all of a sudden – uh you're seeing celebrities at the games, Mm -hmm. right, on TV, on local TV, because even then it's probably maybe not even reported on, like, their sports stuff or whatever. Or maybe it is, but you're just seeing, oh, hey, look at this. The tough thing with L.A. is um, I was listening to a podcast a couple weeks ago, and they were talking about football in relation to it. Tough thing with L.A. sports is nobody's from L.A., like, not many people are legitimately from L.A. Yeah, from let that play else. on the teams? No, just like fans even, like people that live there. Yeah, okay, just I see what you mean. People that live there, right? So they're all fans like of other teams. If I move to L.A., I'm still going to be a Toronto Maple Leaf fan, still going to be a Columbus Blue Jackets fan, still going to be a Baltimore Ravens fan, still going to be a Blue Jays fan, yeah. Raptors fan, right? I'm not all of a sudden going to be jump shit and be like, I'm uh, – Chargers or Rams fan Uh, sure I'm gonna support them in the aspect of oh they're local especially me because I'm massive sports fan but I'm not gonna be like that's my team yeah I would go to games but like on occasion but you don't care to like get season tickets mm -hmm. right unless they were like super cheap uh which they won't be in LA yeah so like like, that's the thing is fans families blah, blah 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 won't bother going because if you're already a sports fan You're not an L.A. fan, right? Right. The likelihood of you being an L.A. fan of anything not from L.A. is so little.
1: Well, it almost feels like at the opposite end of the spectrum from Toronto. Like Toronto is all everybody's fans there, but it's all like business people going as like a, oh, let's, you know, talk business while we're there. Let's make deals. Whereas in L.A., especially with the Lakers, it's like now Jack Nicholas, I think is nicholson nicholson yes yeah. sorry well, i think it's not the golfer the actor uh Great i golfer. think is actually from la and may legitimately be a fan but it seems like a lot of people just go to be seen there yeah and it's like you don't know anything about basketball you don't care like especially with lebron there now like it's oh, just yeah
0: it's all it's all
1: it's all like posing and he's
0: from new jersey
1: All right, then. Take that back. I assume he's lived in L.A. for a while as an actor. Yeah,
0: he's probably lived in L.A. since he was, like, 20 years old, and he's 80. He's 82 years
1: old. So were the Nets even a thing in New Jersey when he would have been living in New Jersey? Not that anyone would want to be a fan, because the Brooklyn or New Jersey Nets were horrible. I don't believe
0: so. Say he moved, even if he moved when he was 30. says he's a retired American actor. How do you retire from acting?
1: Just don't. People send you scripts. Nah.
0: You're just like I'm retired.
1: (laughs) I'm not doing that anymore.
0: I I But it's just you choose to act or not. (laughs) Right. I don't think you can. uh, There's not a pension. I don't think.
1: (laughs) I think you'll just all. uh, Yeah, founded
0: 1967. The Nets. So. um,
1: Yeah. So there's no way he would have maybe been a Knicks fan. But again, like the Knicks were always very mediocre, yeah. which is that's another thing. But
0: at the time, too, at the time, say he was living already in the '60s in LA, you're looking yeah, he at he would have been long gone. Yeah, you're looking at the Kareem's, the yeah,
1: the Elgin's. So the it would have been very West. easy to become a Lakers it's fan. It's an
0: easy team to support, right? It's them or Boston at yeah. the time. Those well, are your two options. Honestly,
1: it's been almost them or Boston for most of the history of the NBA. Yeah. With the 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 exception of the nineties when Michael Jordan was like, I'm winning everything and there's nothing you can do about it.
0: The NBA is a weird because there is demographic fandom, but it's also very superstar fandom.
1: Yeah. Well, especially now with younger I find
0: it in hockey a lot more too, where fans are becoming fans of like. Yeah, kids will come
1: in and they happen to be um, an Edmonton fan just because McDavid's their favorite player yeah. or Ovechkin is their favorite player for some of the older kids and they don't they don't really know anything else about the team they don't really care no. they're an Ovechkin fan and if, it, if Ovechkin somehow gets traded which at this point not going to happen they'll be whatever other team fan um, which I think is fine and social media definitely makes it worse but I really think that it's more beneficial if people are like stick with a team through thick and thin yeah and you understand that teams go through up and downs and you just you support your team regardless Yeah. and I think Toronto did that or fans in in Toronto are the best at that even though the real fans can't go to the game and I hate everything about their arena and the atmosphere but being obviously from like the area all my friends are toronto fans and seeing how much they love their team again even when randy Carlyle was the coach or ron wilson and people were literally booing the coach they're like i wouldn't stop supporting this team
0: it's such a weird thing
1: like they just love it and that's the thing i like about um you know european soccer is people are crazy about their team even if their team drops down to lower divisions they're like i'm still gonna go like we'll make it back one day hopefully yeah and it's like now it's kind of like oh, it's all superstar driven. It's all about making money. Yeah. And that's another reason I don't like about the franchise system and having closed leagues is it's just about money. It's not about sport or being really good at yeah the game. It's just like, oh, let's see how much money we can make.
0: Now, if they removed the cap, the thing to be said about it is like there are teams that don't make a lot of money. At all already, right? So, the which is fine, they can, out. but that said, and it's always been that way. Like, Florida made the finals, however long ago that was, right? Like, was that
1: 1994?
0: Yeah, and they, yeah, but they never... got
1: destroyed.
0: Yeah, but they made the finals, sure,
1: right? But it helps to have a, a hot goalie. John Van book was like. Yeah. Let's go, boys.
0: But the thing is, is, like they weren't making a lot of money then. They're not making a lot of money We're now. They're still not making a lot of money. Exactly. So, They've never of, made a lot Most of, of the money. league
1: operates at a loss because they, with the cap, they put in a salary floor. I wouldn't be so mad about the cap if they got rid of the salary floor and got rid of revenue sharing. Yeah. It's ridiculous that three teams keep half the league afloat.
0: Well, the tough thing is they are forced to pay guys that maybe don't deserve it or they don't even really want on their team, but they'll pay him the $4 million Or, like, look at Arizona. Uh, Bunch of yeah, league we'll minimums. Tr- we'll, trade, we'll trade for Pavel Datsuk. We'll trade for Chris Pronger. Yeah, they just, just to h- have their, own their these contract guys' contracts
1: like, like on our cap. Pronger hasn't played in, what, six, seven years? years. It, forever. He hasn't retired yet because he was, he's still getting paid and he's still on long term IR. Was,
0: he was on the on the original six teams. That was how long yeah. he's been playing. and
1: he's in the Hall of Fame now and he hasn't retired. Yeah. Is it's, that even allowed? Like
0: it's wild like so but there's a thing to be said, like look at Vegas, right? There are a bunch of random guys that outside of being flurry, their next superstar player was James Neal. Who
1: I guess before the the like the season, yeah, yeah. that you would say, oh, Who that's a good a player. Who is a second,
0: third line player realistically has a good scoring touch, but he's maybe a seventy point guy at his best. Mm-hmm. And like as a Columbus fan, I know I knew William Carlson was better. Well, than yeah, he we've had talked shown. about
1: this before. I think a lot of players just didn't get the time of day. Yeah, and even their coach Gerard Gallant in Florida didn't really get a chance. Yeah. John Marshall Show didn't get a chance. Like. And suddenly you're giving these guys Jonathan. 17 minutes a game?
0: Exactly. And that's, so that's the thing I'm saying is if there was no cap floor at least, you're more likely, teams are more likely to, especially teams like the Floridas and whatnot that are like, we don't really have money to pay for guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas like the league technically funds their cap. Right? Like, that's the crazy thing is Toronto single-handedly probably funds two or three other teams. Yeah.
1: Toronto, Montreal, and the Rangers, with all that extra money they're making, have to spread it out.
0: They're funding Florida, who signed Bobrovsky to a $10 million deal. Yeah, Florida, Arizona. They're signing Nashville, even. Probably. Like, probably, because other than maybe the last few years that Nashville's gotten hot, but up until that year, like, literally... They funded a Stanley Cup playoff run, like finals run, multiple times. Yep. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is, hands down, the most talented overall team in the league. Literally every single year still barely brings in any money, if that. Yeah. Because it's in Tampa Bay.
1: Nobody cares.
0: Literally nobody in Florida cares about Anything people other would than rather go see the Buccaneers football? and
1: the Dolphins, and yeah. both of those teams are garbage.
0: Well, Bucks are all yeah, they're okay. okay. If Jamen, James
1: well. Winston decides to show up, they're a good yeah.
0: team. Yeah, and I like Bruce Arians, but still, like, I know what it's you're saying. Just yeah, like, it's just in comparison, they're much lower. Like when you
1: look at, and the other thing too is like the revenue is so drastically different. Like, you couldn't get into a Leaf game for less than probably 150 bucks, uh, whereas you go to crazy. Florida, you can get like front row. For 30 bucks, plus you get a free beer, hot dog, and a t-shirt.
0: Yeah. Arizona a little bit back. And that's when Toronto's in town. Yeah. Arizona a little bit back was doing $5 tickets. I was like, shit, I might fly to Arizona.
1: Just give them away. I legitimately
0: might fly to... Yeah, just... Why are you not just outside handing out tickets? Here you go. Please come. Like... Please, please come. Please, please, please come. Because then you just hope that when they show up, they're buying stuff there.
1: Oh, they're definitely... Yeah, you're... They're hoping... Teams are definitely making a lot of money on concession. Yes. It's like any bar. Yep. They want to get they have food to get you in the door and then you buy a bunch of beer. And yep. that's where they're making their money.
0: Well, I went to the Bon Iver concert on the weekend with Dave. We got a couple drinks each, but like two drinks each is 25 bucks about.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm like for two drinks but people do it. People continue to do it, and like I, I don't want to do it. But at the same time, I'm like, well, I'm gonna do it. I can't help yourself. Yeah, I have a drink, right? Like hang out, relax, cool. uh, uh, I have something to eat, or something like that. And yeah. it's just you bring in so much money on that stuff, especially but when you're
1: there for a couple hours. Like Julian, I went to uh, my wife went to a Jay's game, life. uh, maybe a month ago now, and it was like, oh, we'll just go and hang out. Like we got close seats because it was like, well, we'll go to one this year and may as well spend a bit. Yeah, that's why I are like
0: spend a hundred bucks on tickets. And well, I want a beer,
1: a probably going to get a snack, get some cotton candy. Like the tickets weren't super expensive. I want to say for two, it was like 160 bucks. Yeah. And we were like so the okay, third yeah, row. Was pretty good. $80, yeah, yeah. We were like third row, third baseline. It was great.
0: That's, oh yeah. Right around where I was sitting. I, was, I, I paid for mine like a hundred at the time, but yeah. I think they were, who were they playing when you went?
1: Um Astros. It was the game Verlander got a no hitter. Oh, it was that game. That's it was sick. I was like, yeah. it was See, real we, boring. We saw them
0: play the Yankees, I believe. Yeah,
1: yeah, like you feel like it's kind of boring, and then I looked at, at the stats it. and I was like, oh, this might happen. I think he walked one person in like the fourth or fifth inning, yeah. and I was like, oh, this is gonna happen. And now I'm like dialed in. Well, there's but,
0: been there's been four no hitters against the. J's in their franchise history
1: verlander's got two
0: verlander's two of them
1: for two different teams
0: i'm like are you shitting me that's crazy how good is this guy
1: amazing apparently like, but yeah anyways we were sitting there and the the beer guy comes down i'm like oh give me two uh bud lights or whatever he's like oh that'll be like 22 dollars i was like are you high what do you mean and i was like that's literally all i brought 25 dollars in cash for people coming down the rest I'd go up to concessions all of cash yeah. gone and I was like, okay, sweet.
0: What's wild is you could literally go, if you had $25, you could pretty much almost buy a 2-4 with that.
1: Yeah, you could find some discount, like some PC yeah. Cerveza beer. But you could definitely buy a 12-pack. Easily. Yeah. Easily. You could buy a premium 12-pack with that almost. Yeah, you
0: could buy tall boys. <laughs> yeah. Like, damn near. And, and I that,
1: got two, like... Tall I guess they boy. were like kind of like the king cans. I think they were 710.
0: Yeah, they would have
1: been the 710. Right? No, tall boys oh, are, are 473. 4, yeah. So they were like the big ones. At
0: least that's all right. But, but still, it was like, I
1: was, I was like, are you. This is a joke. Yeah, it's a. Uh, no, wait. Actually, you know what? I think they were tall boys. Okay. I don't think they were the king ones.
0: Because I was going to say, I think the king ones they have there are like 20 bucks.
1: Yeah. I think they're At legit, the Bulldogs they're like games. At First Ontario Center, they have the King cans for like ten bucks. I get those every time because oh, that's worth sure. it. Because the Tallboys are like six bucks. I'm like, that's well, Bulldogs
0: dumb. Bulldogs games too it will be so much. We should go to some Bulldogs games this year because it's just cheaper and easier and nice. Still and pretty still good pretty hockey. Good hockey, like, but that's right. see, you can get tickets too, like front row. Yeah, and it's like,
1: and those stupid. kids are playing for something.
0: Yeah, they're try, they're playing to to play. Mm-hmm. They're playing for the opportunity to play.
1: Which, again, comes back to my point where if you get rid of the draft and make it, like, if you're the three worst teams in the league, guess what? You're in the AHL next year. Those guys are playing for something because they know that either, like, they're not going to be able to get paid as much. They're going to have to be traded. They're going to, like, they don't want those things. Yeah. Give people something to play for.
0: Yeah, it's a – the draft is a tough system because it is – it's fun. The draft is fun. And it's great. And sure, like, it's nice to see these guys. And there's something, like, prestigious, I guess, or historic about being drafted for these guys. Yes, but stuff it feels like almost
1: like fetishized now. Yeah. Like, when Toronto was bad in those, like, three or four years where they were like, are we going to get the first overall pick? And they didn't. And yeah. they finally got it and got Matthews. It was like, you guys need to calm down.
0: Yeah. But the other thing, like, I was saying earlier, is, like, it's. They're. <laughs> As much as people may not know it or may not want to admit it or anything, pro sports are quite corrupt. For like sure, there is a lot of things where it's like, eh, I don't know about that. Like the aspect of Edmonton winning the the uh, like draft lottery, all draft the lottery time and times. stuff. Even though they were a terrible team, yes. Well but there was like, that
1: one in the NBA where it was like obvious. And it was recorded. And you could see it was like, I don't remember what year it was. But it was like, oh, that was sketchy as hell.
0: Well, this and year wasn't great either.
1: No, and with, it's like... With uh,
0: the Knicks. But it's like, who do we want to have a market? Either in the aspect that they don't have a market that we think could if we bring the right person in there. The right big young name uh, as a franchise person. Or who do we think can, like, needs a market again, right? The Torontos, the, like, New Jersey, is weird as people may think, th- the aspect with New Jersey getting the first overall pick two out of three years, two out of four years? Close two to, three, yeah. Two out of three years. Uh And jumping from fifth to first both times, or fourth to fi- first or whatever it was both times,
1: is basically the maximum amount you can jump up yeah. in a lot of draft.
0: Yeah, other than outside of the uh well, no they changed it. You can um you can jump up to first, second or third from anywhere in the out of the playoffs now. Good. Hence why Dallas the one year jumped to third when they finished like two points out of the playoffs. But yeah, I, I think that'll like,
1: help that the whole tanking thing. Yeah. I mean obviously you have a better percentage if you're last, but Yeah,
0: but even it's again it doesn't it's so New Jersey though was Basically, the ni- late 90s through early 2000s, for a full decade, there was about three teams that were pretty much going to win the Cup almost every year. New Jersey, Detroit, and Colorado.
1: Yeah, but that's just because New Jersey just strangled everybody yeah. with that trap. They were like, you're not going to. Plus, you had Broder. Yeah. So, you played a Broder, trap, and you had Niedemeyer
0: Broder. and Stevens. It's like,
1: you're not going to score. You can try, but it's not going to happen.
0: It's- Stevens is the most <laughs> Like I don't know for sure, but in my mind, I think he's the most physically
1: intimidating person
0: intimidating person to ever play defense at least. I would rather
1: try and cross the blue line mm-hmm. against Dustin Bufflin than Scott Stevens. Oh
0: yeah, people don't understand and people will be like, Oh, he was dirty. I'm like, For the time he wasn't, that was hockey. Right? Like, but honestly, sure, a lot of the hits now,
1: like a lot of the hits weren't that bad. There's no. a lot of blind sides, especially on Lindroffs. Partly because he skated with his head down, but Lindros,
0: like, yeah, oh my! If you, if you think that Lindros did not skate with his head down, it is so bad, right? Like he, he was so the hit that like
1: ended him, his career basically.
0: basically. He literally won. The dude's like six four. He's like your size.
1: He was big, though, and I think I've heard stories like that's the problem. People say, oh, watching him play minor hockey. He was far and away the biggest player yeah. in any league he ever played in. So, yeah, you'll skate with your head down because you're not going to get hit. No one's going to try and hit that's you. You know what I mean? Plus, you're also physically imposing because he was a big dude the whole time. But so one, people just bounce he's, off he's
0: him. He's 6'4". He skates with his head down, and he skated. Like, that hit, He was his head was lower than what his chest would have been. Like he was skating so with his head down that basically he looked like a kid that's just learning to skate with a hockey stick, how they're like leaned over completely. That's how low his head was. Because it's not like Niedermeyer or his uh, Yeah, Niedermeyer careers, killed yeah. him, yeah. <laughs> Stevens came up to hit him. Like, it was just a hit that had yeah. he had his head up and been a little more upright, that would hit him, hit him in the sternum. Maybe well, in the shoulder.
1: It's the same thing. Like when you see cornerbacks, like a QB is like trying to run to extend a play, and a cornerback comes up and like dives to like hit him, and the QB slides like right at that exact second. Oh yeah. You're like, yes, the quarterback's probably going to slide. Do you need to take him out? Maybe not. But screw protecting quarterbacks. Like just hit the guy, yeah. and it, he started to slide, and it happened to be a headshot. It's wild. That sucks. Let's but-
0: protect quarterbacks. Yet running backs' average length of their career is. Like, less than two years.
1: Yeah, but because the NFL is horrible organization. But horrible. what is... They're all terrible. Yeah, like, what's more important? A quarterback that can throw and win you the game or a running back? Yeah. Minnesota had the best running back in the world and possibly of a generation for a while. Yeah. They didn't win anything. I don't even know if they won a playoff game.
0: I don't know if Maybe won. one or two, they won, but they one But he carried them to the playoffs that one year. Well, yeah, literally. When carried you're literally them. breaking records, when he was dropping 2,000,
1: you better hope you make it, it to the playoffs. To the
0: playoffs, <clears throat> yeah, it's um,
1: yeah. Anyways, what were we talking about with Lindros?
0: Oh, just the aspect of like he skates so low, he skates with his head down. He's dead. But what we got talking about it is because. New Jersey, Detroit, and right. Colorado were yeah. three of the powerhouses in that time. You know how many fans are fans of those teams? Duffy. Duthie. Duffy's a Colorado fan because of that time.
1: Yeah. Right? I went to high school with a guy who was a New Jersey fan. I'm like, why? Because they're, of that time. And this was in...
0: This is our generation growing up with those. Even me. Actually, I you know a, what? No,
1: New Jersey would have been good when I was in high school. Because yeah. I graduated in 2010. And I was like, why are you a New Jersey That's so random. Like, sure, they're good. But, like...
0: Yeah. Why would have been like the last time they made the finals was when like, right. Broder's yeah. Last.
1: Well, whatever event. year new Broder was on the cover of the Yeah. NHL. So
0: like even me, like as a Leafs fan, I became a Columbus fan as well, which I'll talk about. Cause that's a weird, like in the aspect of it. Yeah, Cause Columbus wasn't was good a,
1: until like two or three years ago. I know, but they I've, hired towards and it's like, like, Oh, this team's 2006.
0: actually pretty decent. Uh, but, like, that was a player loyalty thing that I ended up sticking with the team, which is what we talked about. You need that t- team loyalty. But back to the, like, New Jersey, Colorado, whatnot. Even when I was younger, like, if you asked me, sure, I was a Leafs fan always when I was really young, when I was a young kid. But I was arguably as much or just slightly less of a Colorado fan mm-hmm. because of the time. I hated, I hated Detroit. I hated Steve Eiserman. I hated. Really? Ch- I hated all of those guys. Because I feel like most people I were the supported- other way around
1: because of Claude Lemieux.
0: Yeah, because I supported.
1: <laughs> Fair. Everybody hates Colorado because of him.
0: I supported Colorado and I hated all those guys, uh, and hated them. Literally, like I didn't start even appreciating Steve Eiserman for what he was until like the late two thousands. Mm-hmm. When I was like, oh
1: yeah, he's good.
0: This guy's like, and what kills me is like, hated him. And then once it was like late 2000s and I got a little older and I realized, oh, yeah, he's really good. I was like, him and Joe Sackick are twins. Like, they're literally the exact same player. Yeah. I was like, why did I hate him? (laughs) Is that why I hated him? Because I like Joe Sackick? I'm like, they're the exact same guy. I like Joe
1: Sackick. I can't like you. Yeah. Yeah, I was the the same same guy. I was the same way. I've been a Montreal fan, well, forever because that's just what my family is. Yeah. And, but I would say in the time when Colorado was good, I like them because they had Patrick Waugh. yeah, and yeah, Patrick Waugh, Patrick Wah was Rob Blake
0: Adam Foot,
1: like the best. I don't know, probably one of the better Montreal New goalies before Price. Yeah, there was really nobody before that. A whole act, a couple seasons, but <laughs> although one year Jose Theodore won, he won the heart.
0: Hey, Cristobal Huey, we we're just talking about him. Yeah, <laughs> Jose <laughs> Theodore was nasty for a little bit. But yeah, like, I, Penguins I, looking for forward help. Maybe don't trade. Phil
1: Kessel. <laughs> well, Malkin's done again. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I think I see what you're saying about giving New Jersey, uh, um, what's it called, more attention because they have good players. Yeah. But like if you look at, say, Colorado, I would say, and Detroit for sure, their fan base is still kind of stuck around after their dynasty years were over once, like it was basically just Brodeur left and he was arguably dragging them into the playoffs.
0: Oh, he literally dragged them. people just weren't
1: showing up. People just didn't care. They were like, eh, I don't care. Whereas you have Toronto, Montreal, Rangers, those teams, people always show up. Like New York has not been good for most of their history and they still are a very popular team. And, like, like coach at Pro Hockey Life is a Rangers fan. I, I don't know, know why. That. I don't know that. Yeah. I don't know how it came up one day, but he said that. I'm like, why? He's like, I don't know. I'm old school, I guess. I'm like, yeah, but Toronto is just as old as yeah, New York. Like, but you live here. Like, what?
0: A lot of older fans, especially, and just fans in general, there's a thing about not being, like, there's this, Thing that they get from it, this endorphin, whatever. From supporting this, like, a team that's supporting a team bad, that's not either bad or just not specifically not being a Toronto fan. Yeah, not being a Lakers fan, not being. I a guess Yankees
1: yeah, fan. I know some people like that. Right? Right? I mean, I like. I get that way when I'm,
0: I'm going to be someone different, even if they're still like you're picking Boston Celtics. You're like it's not really you're not picking someone different, <laughs> or like the Knicks or something, right? Yeah, it
1: was nice when. Montreal beat Toronto the other night and I could text all my friends and be like, "Ha, you guys suck." Yeah. We're probably not even going to make the playoffs again. And you guys suck.
0: You suck. But that's the thing that people don't realize. Like, my dad's bad for it in the aspect of they'll lose to Montreal and he's like, "Oh, how do they lose to Montreal?" I'm like, "Because it's an 82-game season and it's an any given night type of sport." That's and carry what price. Sport is. Yeah, I'm like, "Montreal is the best goalie in the world." Sure, he still let in 5 goals, but like
1: so did Anderson.
0: Yeah, I'm like, who's one of the best goalies in the world at yeah. this time in the last few years. But, like, I'm like, like people don't realize... Ottawa, um, how do they lose to Ottawa? I'm like, because they're NHL players. They're professional athletes.
1: Anything they're, can happen.
0: They're just as good because they're in the same... Sure, like, sure, they're not just as good, but, like, they're very good. And if they if game plan plays out right... Somebody decides not to show up. No team's going into a game hoping to lose. Like you said, the players themselves are not trying to lose.
1: Right. You can't... Which means they're going to win games. You wouldn't be in the NHL if you were okay with losing a lot. And, like, I I imagine it's hard on them. So, yeah, they go out and they try as hard as they can every single game. Because why wouldn't you? That's what you get paid to do. Exactly. Even if, you know, your owner's like... Behind closed doors, okay, guys, we can only win 30 games this year. We can only win 20 games this year because we want that first overall pick. Yeah. Or at least the 14% chance to get it. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're going to lose to some stinkers. like, And, yeah, I mean, the other thing, too, is if you say, oh, how can we lose to these people? We have such a good team. Look at the last ever. No team has ever won the Stanley Cup with players making over $10 million. So...
0: That said, they've only really been making $10 million during the lockout or during the salary I guess, cap yeah, for the last few years.
1: But I don't even know if you go back to – I guess you'd have to go back to pre-lockout and see who won the cup when and who was making what. Yeah. Because um, it's, it's like you can't – Salary well, cap does kind of hinder the ability to pay players a lot and still have enough talent. So it's more – it's a team effort. Like, yeah, you could have – People just don't show up.
0: Well, it's the, what I was saying earlier, the aspect of there's something to be said for teams like the Vegas or whatever. The team's made up of these misfits and these guys that, like legitimately because they have something to play for. They're they're still trying to prove themselves in the league. So if you're paying a guy $900,000, which is still a crazy amount of money even just to say, yeah. Um, but if you're playing paying a guy nine hundred thousand dollars, one point two, whatever, real low money, and if you're like first line guys or probably most l- teams' third line guys or second line guys, and they're making less than two million or maybe two million most, if your highest paid guys like three or four million, uh, because you just can't afford to do much else, you get a hot hand, you start coaching well, whatever mm-hmm. the team comes together well. Everyone's got
1: a chip on their shoulder because they all just got, got cut basically. Shoulder. Yeah.
0: There is something to be said for those types of guys, those types of teams, because they will surprise you. That's why I literally never go into any season. I, every single year when teams are like, I'm sure, I'm like, Ottawa's going to be bad. Yeah. Like, whatever is going to be bad. For instance, even the Dolphins like the Miami Dolphins, they're a terrible team.
1: They're worse than I thought they were going to be, though. (laughs)
0: But I'm like, if they still, uh, like, my buddy who's a Dolphins fan is like, yeah, here's our route to 0-16. And And I was like, don't be shocked. I'm like, depending on what they're, I haven't fully looked at their schedule, but they could win four games this year.
1: Well, they're playing. There's still
0: 11 games left.
1: So I know for a fact they're playing the Eagles division, because I'm an Eagles fan and we've already played some of the teams from their division yeah um and are is are they i could be remembering they wrong but they could beat the giants i mean the giants aren't that good either yeah it just depends um, on who
0: shows up and literally it's an any given night thing show up yeah like they could shock someone randomly because all of a sudden all you need is a hot hand to start playing and like something big to happen and then all of a sudden the team starts to come around exactly and well, uh are they playing happen. the
1: cardinals this year because they could legitimately win that game. Well, that that's would what be. I said. I'm
0: like, they could beat the Cardinals. They could maybe beat, like, the Giants if they play them. They could maybe beat the Redskins. Or the Jets in their own division. They could beat the Jets. Like, the Jets are 0-4 as well, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like, uh, they could be a few. I'm like, there's a few teams that they could beat, for sure. I'm like, especially if Oh, Rosen, yeah, they are playing the Eagles this year. Cause especially if Rosen, Jets, like, yeah. plays well. Mm-hmm. That's all you need, one guy to play well, and then all of a sudden the team starts like, coming around it. Yeah. Right? Especially in that situation. It's different when it's a good team and there's one guy playing, because usually it's like the other way almost. If it's a good team and one, only one guy is playing well, it's like, well, everyone else is shit in the bed. But if it's not a great team and one guy starts playing well, all of a sudden it raises all those other
1: guys Well, up. if your running back has a good game, then like, that's enough to win you a couple of regular season games. Like we were just saying with Minnesota, having a good running back is not gonna win you the Super Bowl per se, but get you a couple of games, you never know. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's you can't you can't go into any season in any sport really and say, You are gonna get annihilated. You're gonna do poorly. But even Detroit this year, I thought they weren't gonna be as good. But so far they're the they're Red doing Wings pretty Alliance. good. The Red Wings. Sorry, yeah. back to NHL. Um they're they're doing okay. They're not so bad. You know, like yeah, you never know. Even Vancouver, they might be okay this year. You
0: never know who's gonna who's gonna come out, especially in hockey, especially because it comes down to the, your goaltender so much. Um, so, in hockey, with it coming down to your goalie, like Minnesota, for instance, a few years ago, who knew that Drew. That uh, Devin Dubnik was going to become, like, amazing, an amazing, like, consistently reliable goalie. Mm-hmm. Nobody.
1: I don't know who I was talking Jordan to Jordan Bennington
0: last year. Now, there's a thing with goalies where it's like, like, I still am not sure about St. Louis because I'm like.
1: Well, he like, played I, one I, year. I
0: kept saying, like, St. Louis better hope they win this year. Because there's the chance that they're not even making the playoffs next year, right? They have no I You have no idea how Jordan, how a young goalie like that is going to turn around the next year. Andrew Hammond with Ottawa, amazing, drags them to the similar to Bittington's. drags them to the playoffs. Just not quite good enough to bring them through, right?
1: Well, Ottawa was one goal away from going to the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah. If that was, I think that was the same year.
0: It was the same year I think, but Anderson might have been healthy by that point, so he might have been the right starter again, but,
1: but... Even look at Matt Murray. Sure, he was a big part in them winning back-to-back cups. He's not great. He's not great. And he the second year...
0: Of, he doesn't remind me the way he plays, but he reminds me, like, the aspect of Corey Crawford, how he gets overhyped. Yeah. he's garbage.
1: Helps to have a really good team in front of you, and now, look, the Pittsburgh's decline. Yeah. And Matt Murray's okay. He's a serviceable starter, I guess.
0: Yeah, when he's healthy. I mean, he's 6 three, 160, 70 pounds.
1: Is only 160 pounds?
0: It's absurdly light. Like, for his height, it's wildly light.
1: That doesn't sound good for an NHL player. That seems too light. Like, I get you want to be quick and flexible, but at 6'3", even as a goalie...
0: Yeah, like, it's...
1: Because I want to say, like, Carey Price is 6'3", 6'4", and he's he's probably close to 200.
0: What's 81 kilograms?
1: 2.2, that's like 160 something. Uh, Maybe 175.
0: Okay, so he's listed at 178. How accurate? Again, not too sure. Again, this comes back full circle to when we were talking about guys get listed a lot.
1: That's light though. Like, I was 175 most of the time I was in high school, and I was, like, skin and bones. Yeah. I mean, not, like, anorexic, but, like...
0: It says he's 6.3 feet, so he's actually taller.
1: 6.3 feet, so he's your height. So six and a third.
0: So he's 6'4". He's your height, but he's 178 pounds.
1: That seems too light to be
0: to be a perfect. why do you think he's always injured
1: well i'm thinking like when I, just, i'm i'm tiny. picturing myself in high school and i'm like i was not physically imposing to anybody no, like you wouldn't walk in a room and be like this guy can lift a lot of weights
0: no the only time you might have been is if you played basketball just based on height
1: yeah be like durant just a slim reaper
0: in like yeah in grade nine <laughs> Yeah. And then guys start filling out and it's like, well, <laughs> just get bodied by a yeah. center. Well, I guess I will tire just get now bodied by a six foot center, you have four <laughs> inches on them. but They're just like, poof throwing you aside. Yeah. Like it's uh, why do you think he's always hurt is, yeah, is literally tiny. He probably
1: doesn't have a great physical regiment training, yeah. whatever.
0: It's it's wild, man. Like I don't
1: I imagine Austin many. Matthews is like that, too. I feel like he's Phil Kessel, except just gets injured. Like, I'm impressed that Phil Kessel is not injured more yeah. based on his lifestyle. Well, now, Austin Matthews is a big boy, but yeah. I feel like he doesn't take the game seriously. He's,
0: no, like, I never thought that he should have been captain. People no. were, were like, he should be captain. I'm like, no, man. like.
1: <sighs> I, I don't, I mean, I guess I do blame him because he's a pro athlete. You'd, like, you'd think he'd have some discipline. But imagine being hands down the best player everywhere that you go. Would you train and work out? Probably not. Like it takes a special person like Ovechkin, like Crosby. Yeah. Like even Wayne Gretzky was a small guy and I don't think worked out a lot. Now he played back in the 80s when people were just. And Banging was, lines of blow and, and smoked a pack a day. And he was the most
0: protected player in the history of the Yeah, league. for sure. With the best vision. Uh, that's the thing with his stats and stuff. Everyone's always like, oh, he's the best. Like, look at his stats. I'm like, he had the greatest vision. It's like giving Peyton Manning a guarantee that he'd never get sacked or even pressured.
1: Yeah, he just stands in a circle where the defense can't touch him. Yeah,
0: if you're just standing in a circle and you're like, I'm going to just let my receivers get open. Yeah. He's the best vision, reads defenses better than anyone. He would break everything.
1: It helps to play with Mark Messier, Yari Curry, Paul Coffey. Yeah. You know, you have Marty McSorley protecting you always.
0: Yeah, yeah that was a big one. That's why he was so untouched. Like, one, the league was good for not allowing him to get. You hit him, penalty, Find yeah. out of the league. But two, you had to risk if you even just cleanly hit him. Marty McSorley may murder your family.
1: Well, look what he did to Brashear. <laughs> Literally, just whacks him in the head. Never plays again. Was it worth it? Probably not.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's. Yeah, like Matthews is 222. Chase is a thick boy. Yeah. At least listed again. This is. How tall is he? 6'3"? 6'4"? four? Uh, I think probably six three. He's 1.9 meters. So.
1: Yeah, it's like six three. Yeah, six point
0: two. Yeah, but six three. Yeah, he uh six point two three. So yeah, probably dead on, of a six three. Yeah, he has a big boy, but like yeah, there is. There's something like that with those players where it's like. You still gotta work at it, cause then all these guys will make the league, right? But About there's this work ethic of it, and how long they can maintain that caliber, right? That's why you see so many guys that are, always just been, better growing up. Better. You see it in basketball. You see it Mm -hmm. in football. You see it in hockey, baseball, everything. They're just better growing up naturally. They've never really had to work for it. They've just always been better. Mm -hmm. They're not coached well. Like they can't be, they're uncoachable essentially.
1: Like Alexander Dagg.
0: Yeah. They can't be coached. They can't, they don't train well. Mm -hmm. When they get there, they don't improve. And all of a sudden they're going from playing. Like the 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 CHL is tough for it, because they're going from playing. For that's the one thing that I did like about what Matthews did is playing professional, in uh, Switzerland is because, you're playing against professional. Yeah, I think Europe does that really well. You're playing adults, right? So your jump to the NHL shouldn't be as hard because you're already playing against adults. Whereas like yeah, if you're good enough, you should be
1: playing. Yeah. It stunts your growth if CHL you're playing CHL the same like, age.
0: Especially for guys like... Now there's exception, But, like, imagine McDavid. If McDavid came out and wasn't as good as he is in the NHL, mm-hmm. it would have been a little surprising with someone of that caliber. But well, he got, like, over time, 100
1: points every season in the CHL, and they play, the what, like, time, 40 games? 60.
0: 60. 60 some yeah. But, like, Connor Brown put up 100 and some odd points in the CHL.
1: Yeah, but he... Played with McDavid, did he it's not?
0: Minor detail. Uh, <laughs> I don't think. I don't know. Actually, that might have been the year before him. But regardless, like,
1: or was with Strom. It was there was the couple years yeah. there where Erie was ridiculous. Nasty with Strom even. And they had like e- two or three years where they had every single player on their top line getting like hundred points.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was like, okay. And now they're garbage. Yeah. Because well, nobody like, wants to go to Erie. Yeah. Who the
0: hell
1: wants to go to Erie? <laughs> like, I've been there. It sucks.
0: We live in Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. There's yeah, nothing like, to do.
0: Like, had he not been as dominant and incredible as he is in the NHL, I wouldn't have been. But that's a dude who puts in the work, I think. Right? Yeah, well, he's like always he at the biosteel yeah, camps. He's he puts always in the effort, he puts in the work to get better, to continue to be as dominant as he is. Whereas I'm like, yeah, if he wasn't like that, And he came into the league and was still like an adequate, if he was an 80-point guy, I'm like, that's a good player. That's a really good player in the NHL. Mm -hmm. But he's not your top-level guy. He's not your potential next greatest in the world. Yeah. He's not your potential great one, right? Next great one, essentially. I wouldn't have been shocked strictly because I'm like, he's been so dominant for his entire life playing against his same age and guys that are at worst players the same size or smaller guys that are maybe almost as good players but physically aren't as good
1: mm-hmm. i would love to see um more of like a youth academy setup like i was saying if you take all of the current leagues like nhl ahl the coast chl ushl whatever and make that as like a tier system and then eat, like, then the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Montreal Canadiens and whatever, they would all have their youth leagues, then you would actually, I feel like you would have people making a transition better. Because instead of, like, if you're in the GTHL... You get to get coached
0: by your team. Yeah, you get to get coached.
1: And if you're playing in the GTHL right now, it's all all anyone cares about is getting drafted into the OHL. That's it. They're not doing any coaching. The coaches, there are there to win, because a lot of them get paid, and they're there to... Make sure people get drafted because, because
0: then there's better opportunity for them to move up. Right. Like, oh, you
1: coached world. the junior Canadians and four of your players got drafted to the OHL. Yeah. And you guys oh. won
0: the championship two years in a row or whatever. Yeah. Well, let's cool. take a
1: look. Maybe you'll get this job in.
0: Maybe you're an assistant coach in Kingston next year. Exactly. And then all of a sudden a head coach in Sault Ste. Marie. And then you move and just constantly move up. Yeah. And even
1: the same thing I find in the OHL and the various Are you going other to leagues. From here, by the way? Yeah. Uh,
0: so, i got tons of time. I just want to make sure.
1: Even the other like, CHL leagues, it's about getting drafted to the NHL. They're not coaching you. No. Like, you have practices, but you're practicing systems and you're practicing that kind of stuff. You're not practicing, like, oh, hey, your skating's not great. Let's work on that. If your skating's not great. Well, guess what? You're on the fourth line now. Deal with it. Yeah. Like, no. Sorry.
0: Jonathan, John Tavares, one of my favorite players in the league, captain of the Leafs, one of the best players in the world, top 20 probably players in the world can't skate well he's a much better skater now (laughs) yeah but when he got drafted first overall and he was the best player in junior
1: in the world apparently if he went first overall in the nhl draft
0: best player in the world of his age of that that age group yeah he couldn't skate he literally was a (laughs) terror obviously he could skate he had to but like yeah When you in comparison to the level he's playing at, if you were just comparing his skating to every single, he was probably like if if that's what got him drafted, I don't know that he would have been even a third round pick. Yeah. Right. Like he was a very and it took him a few years to really get. He's much better now, but he still is not his strongest point. No. Right. Like he's he's all right, but it's
1: well he's not because
0: they don't get taught to become better at the things that they need to get better at until they make the NHL.
1: Yeah. And then the coach is like, oh, you're a good player, but you need to work on this. Yeah. Then and all it's of a like, sudden we're like,
0: and that, that can hit guys different.
1: Well, some I mean, guys just, can
0: handle it and be like, OK, let's get me better. Let's mm-hmm. let's do it. Let's train. Let's get better. Other guys.
1: They're like, no, that? I'm the best. What do you like, mean?
0: Oh, uh, 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 I don't know. And then they just can't learn because they've never been coached. They yeah. don't know how to be coached. Yeah, Exactly. It's, it's such a weird... It's different when
1: the investment is, we're paying you, we need to win games, rather than, oh, you're on our team, and our investment is, we want you to make us look good. Yeah. So we don't care about your flaws, just make us look good.
0: Basically, from the point of when, they, when talent really starts shining through at, like say, 12 years old, mm-hmm. to the point they make the NHL at 18... So their most talented years, their most important years, they're not coached. Mm-hmm. They're just told essentially, like it's just they're not actually taught or coached that way. It's just do this, like be, be good, be yeah,
1: good. Yeah, especially Triple A. Like I had Use a friend. Use your talent. I had a friend who played in Double A in the GTHL. I don't remember what team he played for. It wouldn't have been like the junior leagues because they only do AAA. Um, but it was somewhere in North York. And his dad made him play AA because he got coached in AA and yeah. didn't get coached in AAA. He could have easily made the AAA team. He was always the captain of the AA team. And like he played AA until he. Yeah, yeah, he played AA probably until he was 14 or 15. And his dad was like, yeah, you can try out for AAA now. Yeah. And he made the team, obviously. Yeah. But it was like his dad was like, I've seen the AAA A practices. They run systems. They're not doing like the crossover drills and like they're that not teaching kind of stuff.
0: you to better your individual yeah. playing. It's they're which running, like can benefit the entire team. It's just like this is what we need to do to win.
1: Yeah, they're running breakouts. Mm-hmm. And if you can't
0: also massive politics in AAA hockey. Oh yeah. In rep hockey in general, but triple The GTHL the is worst.
1: brutal apparently. Like talking to parents that come into the store. And they're like, oh, yeah, um, you have to pay so much. And then anyone who, who sponsors the team is automatically, like, second line minimum, yeah. even though they're not that good. You can um, – so in the GTHL, they have a cut date in, like, October, something like that. And that's after pretty much every other team and league has picked their teams. Yeah. So they'll have guys that come in. They'll have done some recruiting, and some guy will come over from Europe. And he's like, oh, he's going to be on our team because we brought him over here and we're paying for him to be here. It's like and they Adam just, Banks. Yeah, they they just, got him
0: Banks and they, uh, the Mighty Ducks.
1: Yeah, they just cut some kid. And it's like, well, where am I going to play now? Yeah. And the team's like, I don't care.
0: Especially because they don't care because they're like, uh, some teams don't even, if they own their rights or whatever the hell. Oh, they do not even give them their money so back. They don't even let them, um, they don't like release them so they can go play other areas, right? Yeah. Like, I've, I've talked to parents about that before where it's like, we're just trying to get the, his team to let him go. So that we can go play here, mm-hmm. but they don't want like go play in Brantford as opposed to Hamilton or whatever. But it's like they're not. It's it's a process. Like it's pain.
1: Yeah, so it's, you get these AAA kids playing house league. Yeah, and that's not fun for anybody.
0: Just dominating to not getting better because coaches in house league.
1: Don't you don't have practices a lot of the time in house league. You might you get one a week one if a you're week. lucky. You
0: get one a week for most years, and then once you hit midget, no practices, which was great for midget, <laughs> house league. You just show aspect. up and play. Yeah, you just. but at that age, you're like, well, I'm not going anywhere. I just want to play hockey with my friends. Exactly. That's the best time. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> you don't learn much. You learn like the basics, but then you continue to just learn the basics until you stop having practices. Mm-hmm. Right? Whereas like you don't really better yourself and it's tough. Like there's there's also politics in rep in general, but triple A is probably the worst in the aspect that if you're on the team from a young age and it like say you're not on the team <clears throat> but you're a better player than me and I'm on the team from a mm-hmm. young age from like nine till now thirteen and it's been four years of me on this team, and you're a better player than me, but you've been playing double-A somewhere, unless you're, like, immensely better, if you're, like, oh, yeah, clearly better, but we know, like, the coaches know my family, my parents, I know all the players, I've been on the team for four years now, like, they get along with my parents, they get along with me, whatever, they know how I can play, whatever, in that aspect. Even though you're a better player... They don't know your family. They don't know you in the locker room. They're like, ah, we'd rather this worse player and not give this other kid who's better a better opportunity because we don't know.
1: Yeah. They, coaches definitely have 60 70% of their team picked already before they start doing tryouts, yeah. I would say. And that happened to me before. I got cut from a team, and my dad was like, oh, you should go ask him like what you need to work on for next year. I went and asked the coach, and he didn't have an answer. He just gave me bullshit.
0: Oh, uh, uh, he was just
1: like, oh, like surprised that I asked, which, okay, fair enough. I was like, I don't know, 12 or 13 at the time. Yeah, probably so- mostly kids just like go home mm-hmm. and cry. Um, but he was like, oh, well, uh, I, uh, you were trying out for defense. You should have tried out for forward. I'm like, okay, so pick me on the team and put me on forward then. Like, what yeah, do you mean? Yeah, that's a coaching
0: decision. Yeah. What are you talking about?
1: Like, sure. I played house li- or I played um, defense at lower levels. Um, and I was like, well, I'll just try out for defense because I've always played that. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you probably would have been a better winger than a defenseman. You know, you're, <laughs> you're put backwards. you Your backwards skating isn't like uh, where we're looking at it to be. I was like, okay. Uh, so if you think I would have made the team as a forward, then do that. Like, I don't understand. Yeah,
0: like. That's a coaching decision too. Right. like like Dustin Bufflin wasn't always a D and no. like Brent Burns, same thing. like these guys coach these are in the professional league.
1: These guys switch from wing switched to from defense wing to D in the NHL.
0: Because co- their coaches of those teams were like why are you playing this?
1: <laughs> like You'd be good on defense. You'd be Let's good do on that. D.
0: Or like or vice versa, where it's like you'd be good up on four stuff like that. And it's like okay. Like, if that's what you think is bet you are the coach, you know best, you can coach best, do it. Yeah. Right? Like, that's such a dumb...
1: I don't think I bothered trying out after that because it was, like, one of those situations, and happens a lot. Coach will get a team and take that team all the way up. Go from novice yep, all the way up grow, to midget.
0: Usually the coach is a parent of one of the kids, yeah. and their kid's guaranteed on the team, even if they're not that good. Uh, Which is why AAA parents
1: shouldn't be coaches. Yeah, it should be a third party, and you should have to apply, yeah. and you should always be the pee coach, yeah, or the major peewee coach. Even
0: like related, like it would be tough because as an uncle, even if I was a coach of a rep team, and my nephews were of age to start playing, it would be tough not to pick them on a team.
1: Well, because their parents are going to be like, "What the hell, man?" Yeah,
0: like my sisters would be like, "Why isn't?" Why isn't Bo on the team? Right, because... <laughs> and I'll be like, eh, he's... Like,
1: Let's be real. People like to think you know, they're not right, crazy hockey parents. Everybody's Everyone's a crazy thinking. hockey parent. Why isn't my son People on the team? People who
0: aren't parents are crazy. I went to my... My sister's best friend has a son uh, who's now... One of her best friends has a son who's now... He's old now, but he's like 13, I'd say, about. And I went to a game of his when he was like seven. Mm-hmm. House league game. He's oh, one man. of the best players on the team, in, uh, like on the ice. One of the best players on the ice. Easy. I think they won 6-5, and he scored five of the goals and got an assist on the other one. Nice. Yeah, like dominated that game. I was like, yeah, I <laughs> uh, I was like that's my boy. <laughs> but like watching the game, I you know, one, like all the crazy hockey moms would sit together, mm-hmm. and then like when you'd look up, you'd see the dad standing up at the – railing not near their wives or not near the moms. Yeah. Alone and they'd be like either alone watching or like standing there talking with one of the other dads watching. And the moms are vocal and yelling and crazy. The dads are pretty quiet. But like I became a hockey dad in that that watching that because I'm sitting up there going like I'm trying to like coach Essentially, in my head, and be like, "Why are all of you guys going to the puck? Get off the boards! Like, yeah. somebody get out in the front! Like, get in the new zone! Get in the center! Like, the guys, whatever! Get somebody come up, take whatever! All of that!" And I'm literally like, "Why is this? What, what, are, you, what, what are you guys doing? Like, what's happening?" And then I realized, like, caught myself and went, "They're seven. They're seven
1: <laughs> yeah. years old.
0: They are. They. I. They, some of them have never played. This is their first year. Some of them barely can skate." I was like, there's a reason Brady's dominating. Because he's the only one who's been playing since he was, like, very young, probably. Yep. Like, uh, I got to remember that. But, like, you immediately, you have a connection to the game. You immediately become a crazy hockey parent. Even if you're not a parent. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, and I've, I've, especially, tough, like, man. having played hockey, I've watched a couple, like, younger kids play. And you're just like, why are you doing that? That was the wrong choice. What are you doing? Stop doing that. But, and you're like, oh, yeah, you're 10. Like, yeah. it's fine.
0: I want to start coaching. I want to start coaching so bad.
1: I feel like that would be a nightmare. Like I know, I, but. You it, could do it. I, I think you'd have to start as, like, a house league coach. Because oh, you could sure. just be like, sure. all right, let's go have fun. Like, I couldn't jump into, like.
0: Go have fun, but help them learn. I just want to help them learn, man. Like, because there's so much stuff now that you know that you didn't know when you were their age, right? Mm-hmm. And you know what you enjoyed about it when you were their age that, and what you didn't. So, but you also have to try and get them to learn. Like I don't know. I, I want to just coach in general just because it's...
1: Yeah, I always thought about coaching and I was always like, oh, I could never be a coach. I'm not that good enough. And now thinking back to my coaches, I was like, oh, these dudes definitely weren't no. that good. Like oh, they yeah. just were adults who could skate, and I was nine and couldn't. Yeah. Like, yeah, but you don't have then, to like, be good at it. You just kind of demonstrate, and as long as it's close enough, kids will be like, oh, "I'll figure it out."
0: Well, it's the like that's the tough thing is like most professional coaches played at a professional or like almost professional junior level. A at least I would played say some sort of junior, whether any sport, right? Like football, NFL. They at least played in college mm-hmm. most of them right <clears throat> stuff like that they might not have played pro but uh the nhl maybe some of them played overseas pro maybe some of them played in the nhl right uh i think john cooper might be the lone exception that well, I, I think, think it's of kind of, of ridiculous that
1: that's the case
0: john cooper's a wildly dr- you, you,
1: mean, sh- you shouldn't have to play at a high. i think it's just no. because players people feel like players won't respect someone just off the street who happens to be really good at explaining hockey or really understands whatever sport they're coaching the players be like well you never played so you don't know
0: yeah because up until John Cooper like John Cooper was a was he a lawyer I have no idea prior to I'm pretty sure he was a lawyer prior to becoming a coach
1: He coaches Tampa Bay right yeah Okay, That's so. Like um, one of the
0: best coaches in the world.
1: I remember a story on Hockey Night in Canada about him, like, two years ago. I don't remember what it was, but yeah, he didn't play <clears throat> any form of hockey remotely close to professional. Like, I don't even know if he played junior.
0: No, I don't think he did. It says he played high school hockey in Saskatchewan. <clears throat> uh... Went to Hofstra University, graduated, played lacrosse, uh, box lacrosse at Hofstra, and then oh wait, I mean, oh no, coached lacrosse.
1: Is this NCAA or CIS? I oh, not know.
0: no, 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 played uh, lacrosse, I think, what's Hofstra University, Hempstead, where the hell is this? New York U. It's an extension of NYU.
1: So it would be NCAA. NCAA.
0: So played lacrosse in NCAA.
1: (coughs) I guess that's still somewhat Uh, a high-level sport, though. So players would be like, okay, well, you know what it's like to... He also
0: played one year of club hockey during his time at Hofstra. But, like, Hofstra University.
1: Never even heard of it.
0: It's an extension of NYU, who isn't a sports school. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Like...
1: Sounds like like it'd be like a D3 school.
0: Yeah, like, it's probably not great. And then, yeah, earned a law degree uh, from Thomas M. Cooley Law. Served as a public defender for 11 years. Started playing hockey again while attending law school. Ultimately leading Cooper's first experience coaching hockey. Coached high school hockey in Lansing, uh, Michigan, where he took law. I uh, eventually coached in the North American Hockey League uh then
1: that's a that's a brutal league
0: yeah like he coached his way up basically and then but that was like
1: i feel like you either you have to do you either have to just absolutely grind your way up yeah just and like, most of the time you do reach a ceiling like you might get to the CHL or the coast and that's it because no, like, truly professional team is going to really risk that. You really have to
0: that. take a risk, yeah. Because, like, like, yeah, he started coaching in the Metro Jets in the North American Hockey League in 2001, 2002.
1: What year did he start coaching Tampa?
0: Ten years later. 2012, 2013 was his first year. He got uh, became the head coach. So during the lockout year, um, and he switched... Well, they're still
1: pretty mid-season.
0: good switch Switched to midseason. Yeah, because Yazerman had already started building the team. So, and then basically since he became yeah, the head coach, won. second place in the Atlantic, second in Atlantic, second in Atlantic, fifth in Atlantic, missed the playoffs. That was our only year missing the playoffs in 2016-2017. And then first and first. They had a bunch of injuries, though, that year, didn't they? 2016 17? I think, so. Stamkos was, I think that so might when he broke have been his leg? His broken leg year. Or he broke the leg no, in February? No, it was 2014. Right, because well, it was just before the World Cup. I thought it was the World Cup.
1: I thought it was the World Cup. Because I remember thinking. I, I'm pretty sure he was there for the Olympics because the 2014 Olympic team was nasty. It was like 05 World Juniors all over again. I was like, this team is not going to lose to anybody. Except then they almost lost to Latvia. Um, Gee, I know. That was scary.
0: But that's the thing. You can't underestimate those guys, yeah. right?
1: But I'm pretty sure, I thought it was before the World Cup, because I remember going into the World Cup thinking, if Stamkos didn't break his leg, he would be on the first line with Crosby and whoever else it had been. And it's like, that would have been For unreal. No that would have been a <laughs> just insane line.
0: Yeah.
1: But I could be wrong. Could have been 2013. It was like a couple of weeks before whatever tournament it was.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was like shortly before.
1: No, that. it had to be the World Cup because it was, I'm pretty sure it was near the end of the year and the World Cup was in that summer or that September World Cup or whatever. Was like that September, yeah. And he didn't, he wasn't going to make it back in time.
0: No, don't want that. I want wiki.
1: Um, yeah. You could just look up the World Cup roster. And then if he was on that, then he wouldn't have been on the Olympics because it was one of the two.
0: Uh, t- 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 he was hurt uh, during the Olympics, I think. 2013, 2014, his left skate appeared to hit the put. Po- oh, suffered a broken tibia in 2013.
1: Oh, so it was the Olympics mm-hmm. then, okay.
0: Yeah, which would have led to that. Was right. he also hurt going into the... I don't know. Was diagnosed with, in 2016, was diagnosed with thoracic outlet syndrome. Same injury that sidelined Vasilevsky at the start of the 2015-16 season. <clears throat> so maybe um, he didn't play in either. Comfort in his left arm. No long-term impact. He's had a couple injuries, though, where he's like, missed time. Yeah. But yeah, the broken leg was uh, Olympics. Yeah, I know. Um, hmm.
1: Seems like. So much more recent than that.
0: I know. Time just flies, though. Like, everything seems way more recent. Where all of a sudden you realize, like, like, the craziest thing is guys in the league, right? They get drafted. They come in. And then all of a sudden you're like, shit, they've been in the league for, like, seven years.
1: I'm still, like, sometimes... Oh, yeah, Stamkos has only been yourself. there for... He's
0: 22. That's how old he is. Yeah. Like.
1: I'm like, yeah, this is what is like. <laughs> Sixth season? Seventh season? No, it's been like 10 years, I feel uh, like.
0: I legitimately... It was 09, right? Yeah, I think it's, this
1: is 10th year. Yeah. I'm like, where did those other four seasons go? I don't know. And like Tampa... And the other thing is too, I, in my brain, I'm like, <clears throat> oh, Tampa's been good the last couple years. Like, they were all right. No, they've been good since basically like the half year. They've been amazing since then. Yep. And they've only gotten better. Yeah. Vasilevsky's come in. Kucherov's decided that he's going to be... A world breaker.
0: He just decided. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that works. Well, you
1: had you words. had the triplets line, and it was like, oh, that's really good. And then uh, Johnson and uh, Palat was... are not there anymore. No, they're there. Well, I thought they traded Tyler Johnson. Andre Palat, I'm pretty sure, is still well, there. I think
0: they traded Tyler Johnson. who did they trade him to?
1: Well, either way, they don't play together anymore. And Kucherov was like, I don't need you guys.
0: I'm better than you. I'd be the best. I'd be the best, now. Yeah. That's what he said. Um... Yeah, still on Tampa, and Andre Palat's still there as well. Oh. Uh, yeah, but like those two guys, I think still, I think they're still like second line guys to third line guys on the team, but it's just the level of play. They must play on the third line now. Compared, uh, they might.
1: Because I know they don't they they play with kind Kucherov of
0: through, but Kuch is on the first line with Stamkos and, um, what is that? Who's their other guy? Palat sometimes was floating up
1: I don't know No, Braden Point's second year. line center right?
0: yeah I think Point but then they've also got like Yanni Gord and oh yeah like Alex Ernie and stuff all these other random young guys
1: uh, I mean. it's Svechnikov for a while not Svechnikov um, well they, uh, who did they give who did they get from Montreal for Duran Sergachev. Sergachev.
0: <coughs> back on D yeah He's dope. Such a bad trade. Yeah. And then I heard someone last week about the fact that Montreal might trade Duran. And I was like, oh, that's good. Let's trade away a legitimate potential number one defender. At least, like, definitely going to pan out as a top four.
1: Yeah, he would have been nice to have.
0: And, like, a big guy, like, good skater. Right. And let's trade him away for another undersized winger. And who hasn't proven himself, who sure he, the, the hype is good and the, the hope. But let's just uh, I trade
1: get the, him away. Yeah, I get the sense now that when he was in Halifax, he was just benefiting off of playing with McKinnon. Yeah, It wasn't I, like, like a 1-2. He, he was good. Yeah, he was good, but like with Crosby, McKinnon can make lots of people look good.
0: So on daily face-off. Tampa Bay Lightning line combos as of October 9th, which is yesterday. No, today. Today's October 9th. It's the last time I did. Braden Point, first line center. Steven Samkos, first line left wing. Kudrov, first line right wing. How's that even fair? Stupid. Then Sorelli, Anthony Sorelli, second line center. Alex Killorn, Andre Palat. Third-line center, Tyler Johnson with Matthew Joseph and Yanni Gord. Fourth-line, Carter Verhage and – Verhage? Verhage? Whatever. Uh, Luke Witkowski and Patrick Maroon.
1: Oh, that's uh, right. Maroon.
0: Wait till the playoffs start. He's getting bumped up to second line. The guy's getting bumped up to second line in playoffs. Oh, for sure. There's those types of guys that are just like, oh, love him. He'll be a playoff guy.
1: Like a Tom Wilson if he wasn't as reckless.
0: Oh, yeah, they got Jan Ruda from uh, Chicago, too. He's playing second or first line D. Even their defensive pairings. Victor Good. Hedman with Jan Ruda. I'm like, yeah, Jan Ruda's not really a first line defensive pairing, but when you pair him with
1: You could put anyone with I could play with Victor Hedman. I could
0: play I could play well with Victor Hedman. Yeah. <laughs> I would be a plus twenty at the end of the season. For <laughs> sure. Um Ryan McDonough and Eric Chernack which like also probably Schernak's more of a six top six guy. McDonough's right, pretty McDonald. solid. McDonough's gonna get blocks and pluses and points, etc. And then their third defensive pair is probably the most even of the t- of the three, and it's Mikhail Sergachev with Kevin Shattenkirk because oh yeah, Kevin Shattenkirk went to Tampa Bay. I like forgot about that. A one million dollar deal.
1: And he's on the th- well, I guess he didn't have a great time in New York. No, so but
0: also like he'll why? get bumped up. I'm sure yeah. he'll play
1: with McDonough at some point.
0: Maybe on power play. Yeah. Like that. Oh no, Not like McDonough needs to play power play minutes. That's
1: crazy. You know. See, I don't understand. And it'll power be interesting to see. Power play minutes if are
0: Czarkovich, uh, Shattenkirk on the second with uh, Yanni Gord, Tyler Johnson, Carter Verhege. and then first line is
1: Pat probably Maroon, their first line.
0: Pat Maroon with Braden Point, Kucherov, Victor Hedman, and Stamkos on the point. <laughs> because of course you're just gonna plant Stamkos on the point to just take just run that umbrella. Bumps. Just take that top-of-the-circle clap or yeah. made him famous.
1: I feel like other teams need to take...
0: Curtis McElhinney's in Tampa
1: now. Oh, really? Yeah. I feel like backer. teams need Solid to take a, a page out of Eisenman's book. And and I hope he does the same thing in Detroit. And basically just be like, we're not going to pay you more than $9 million. Like, this is what we're offering. Yeah. Take it or leave it. Walk. We, uh, we will guarantee find someone. Leave.
0: I will guarantee find someone better than you. or as good
1: and it's like okay uh, you want to make 9.2 fine go make 10 million somewhere else but guess what your team's gonna suck
0: now that you got a little lucky in the aspect that Henrik Lundqvist is still great like I still think Henrik Lundqvist is very good Mm -hmm. but their defense is literally non-existent they got Kako what are the odds that they jump up to second overall to get Kako but
1: worked for them yeah yeah just like I feel like
0: Sabinajad is good and Kreider's... good. You got
1: like four goals in one in like oh, the yeah, first like I, game Oh yeah, I I like
0: Sabinajad like 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 a lot. I always have, but like he's not he, on most teams he's not a first line center.
1: No, probably not.
0: Like if you compare him to Matthew Shane, I take Matt Shane probably, right?
1: Yeah. I would.
0: So, it's like yeah, Matthew Shane's a better center, but like Sabinagead's Zibinij- fine, but New York's got the money to throw it at them, all that, right?
1: Yeah, I feel like there's too many players that are overpaid, especially in like certain markets—Montreal, oh, sure. Toronto, New York, LA—and like then that's my because of
0: the league being all even, Steven, now and it's like, oh, everybody makes the same amount and has the same amount to spend, even though they made, even though Florida made thirty million less than what the cap is, but Toronto and Montreal are just going to fund their cap.
1: It's ridiculous. All of a
0: sudden, they have the money to be like. Hey, Sergei Bobrovsky. Here's ten million dollars a give year. They gave him ten million. <clears throat> seven year, ten million a year. Like I. He's like thirty seven when it when it's done.
1: Does he deserve it? Probably, but I mean, look at Montreal. Not for the seven years. Not for seven years. And also look for, at Montreal. Look what happens when you pay your goalie more than ten million dollars.
0: The thing that serves the them, they drafted Spencer Knight in the first round. Why would you pay a guy ten million a year? for seven years, I don't care about, pay him 20 million. If you're going to draft potentially the next prolific goaltender mm-hmm. in the first round, a guy that could become the next Andre Vasilevsky, right? Like drafted first round, mid round, takes a few years, becomes that guy.
1: Yeah. Why are you paying a goalie long
0: term? He's not, it's not a seven year wait. No, It's five, five years. Pay him 10 million five years, right? Let him, right? Don't, don't, don't even sign him for two years.
1: Right, you don't have to rush into it because you have Bobrovsky. Yeah,
0: let him play in juniors still. Let him do his thing. Let him develop a little bit because goalies are like that. They need that development. Let him play in the AHL one year, right? Sign him to his entry level. Let him play in the AHL one year. Back up Bobrovsky for two years, and then all of a sudden Bob's contract's either done. Yeah, I, I would say trade him, but you, you're not going to trade $10 million That's not a tradeable contract. A Look at Luongo. 6 year old guy.
1: Look how hard it was for New Vancouver to trade Luongo. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they still retain some of that money.
0: Yeah, so it's, it's signed to a five-year deal. All of a sudden, at the fifth year, Spencer Knight is a backup in his second year in the NHL. Maybe even third. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, this guy is pretty good. He's starting to... And because he hasn't had the chance, the beautiful thing about that is his... He hasn't been a starter yet for his entry-level contract, so his contract that you can sign him to next will not be huge. a huge contract because he hasn't had the chance to prove himself Right,
1: so he can't be like, look how good I am.
0: Sign him to something, even if it's a bridge, a couple years, and then all of a sudden you're you're good for years after that Mm -hmm. because Bobrovsky's done, he's either retired or he's gone. If he's still playing well, sign one more big contract with a team that's just stupid.
1: Yeah, I, I... I don't like the revenue sharing because then you have these owners that, not necessarily the owners because it's not even their money; it's the other team's money.
0: Yeah, GMs
1: crazy. just sign people, and it's like, oh well, didn't pan out. Yeah. Not my money. Who cares? If the owners and just want bury the money it.
0: forward, if if they got rid of the cap, and, and the it was owners the owners', owners money, were like, I am putting as much investment into this team as I can. If I I'm going to sign Artemi Panarin to a nine-year t- or ten million, nine million, whatever it was dollar contract, because I believe that if I do, it's going to make us, it's investment. Right? Mm. But if your own owner isn't willing to invest into that, then because he doesn't think it's a good payout, because the owners are billionaires, they know how to make money.
1: Yeah, all of them are business owners.
0: So if they don't think it's a good enough investment, why do you think that other teams, it's, as best as it sounds like, there was that thing about the WHNHL the women's league is it WNHL or WHA
1: I think it's NWHL, N-W-H-L. That's and d- then there's N-W-H-L. the CWHL
0: maybe it's C-W-H-L.
1: CWHL folded and now it's all so, just W H L
0: so they were I saw something last year or whatever that was like it is the NHL's responsibility to buy the and fund the NWHL or the CWHL and I was like why why I was like why is that their responsibility i was like why do they have to come that's not it literally makes no sense and it's the exact same with it, within the league it's revenue sharing I'm like why do other teams have to fund other team, poor yeah. teams fold if you want it would make it more competitive if there was less teams
1: i don't understand why they keep expanding like you don't need 32 teams move
0: let teams leave sure yeah seattle probably would do better than florida let florida like there's been about six teams in the league this entire time. Tampa has been dominant every single year. Like I can't remember. I heard something last year that was like these teams that are good teams consistently are on the verge of bankruptcy.
1: Yeah, but they well, just they get bailed out, out by the other teams. They max out their cap, but they're not making the revenue doesn't match how high the salary cap is. But because there's a cap, everyone wants to be right up against the cap because that's what happens when you put in limits, but the team doesn't make say $80 million a year. They're using the other team's money, but they're only getting just enough from the other teams to, to float them essentially. Yeah. So it's, it's dumb. Like just let them manage their own finances.
0: But that's uh, exactly what I thought with the NWHL. I was like, why? Like, like on top of that, they're one, the league itself, is now people are saying that the NHL needs to bail out and pay for it and fund it and wrap it. If the NHL and Gary Bettman and the owners and the board think, hey, this is a profitable business decision, mm-hmm. that is their prerogative to do that if yeah. they want to do that. There's no social righteousness that requires them to do that. No. That shouldn't matter. In a business decision, does not matter.
1: No, I can see the league, mm-hmm. the NHL buying the NWHL now because they didn't want to do it when there was two leagues. Yeah but then buying it as like a like a an acquisition merger basically like we're all national hockey yeah you happen to be the women's side we'll stick as the men's side we'll keep doing our thing you keep doing your thing but we're all one company now we'll help you if if you know yeah. things get hard but like you figure it out for yourself like
0: yeah but the flip side of it is then there's also the argument of equal pay and i'm like Whoa! Like with pro sports and things that bring in money, you it's can't a just, drastically different thing.
1: You can't be out here paying. If um, you're a bigger
0: draw, you deserve more money. Exactly. The WWE is the be- and like wrestling, professional wrestling is the best example in like a pro sport uh, aspect of it because female superstars that are bigger draws, Charlotte Flair, Ric Flair's daughter, mm-hmm. makes more money than a lot of male superstars. Yeah, because she's a bigger draw. Ronda Rousey, when she was in WWE, makes more money because she's a bigger draw.
1: If well, you should just get paid. You should be compensated for, for what your what you provide. Yeah, but it's the same with it's it's the same with any job Anyone, yeah. really, but definitely in sports because it would be unrealistic to I can't even think of who the best female hockey player in the world right now is. Um, let's say Amanda Kessel. Sure, you correct. can't. You can't say, oh, she deserves to be paid the exact same as her brother. Well, why? Her team doesn't make nearly as much money. They yeah. play less games. Uh, like, there's not enough money to literally make that happen. Yeah. She, the yeah. team would be running a deficit forever.
0: The In turn, the NHL is then paying for... That and if there's related teams in the W, and let's be in real, it's N not the WHL. NHL. It's the Toronto Maple Leafs, Montreal Canadiens, That's New what I York mean. Rangers. That's if it. If it's if it's a related, so say she plays for Arizona's equivalent in like Arizona's female, yeah, team, right? It's not Arizona paying her. It'll be Toronto, Montreal, New York, things right. like that. Boston. Arizona
1: can't even afford to pay their own players, exactly. let alone add another team.
0: Exactly, it's. That's a crazy – there's so much issues with the league and with, like, the concept of – I think you brought up a great point, and this was a great discussion in the aspect of salary cap and revenue and everything needs to get figured out and needs to change. Um, They need to – but it's not going to because –
1: No, because everyone wants to make money, and they want to be – like, the owners, regardless of if the team is making money or not, the owners are still somehow making money yeah, because they just take that revenue sharing. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas if they went to like a club based system, um, which the vast majority of other countries implement in their sports, it's you create a team and if it does well, you make money. Exactly. If not, well then you kind of just hang around and and you you play games. Your
0: Yankees and your Leafs in the aspect of your real Madrid's and your FC Barcelona. You have your huge teams and stuff. But like, it's, you don't make money, they figure it out. They go. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I do like the system of uh, youth system in the aspect of just developing. I think it'll help with development. And I think it would be interesting in the aspect of teams can bring in even younger players to their system and be like, listen, you're a good, you're showing good promise, but we can help you become a better player. In turn, that age group of 12 to 18 where they're not coached, mm-hmm. they can become coached and trained because they're not worried. The team is putting an investment in saying, we can control this investment if we teach them to be better.
1: Right. We can bring these players up through our ranks. And
0: we can learn at a young age if they are invested it? well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. All right. Uh You got to go to work.
1: I do have to go to work. I also have to get lunch first, so.
0: <laughs> all right, thanks. We'll thanks for time. having me. Yeah, no worries. See you, buddy. See you. That's all. Uh, yeah, chatting with friends. Uh, I don't know what episode. Uh, kind of state of the league. Just ramble, ramble, ramble. NHL, hockey, etc. Thank you for listening. Bye. <laughs> Brown put up a hundred and some odd points in the CHL.
1: Yeah, but he played with McDavid, did he so not?
0: Minor detail. Uh, <laughs> I don't think, I don't know actually. <laughs>